Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, October 30th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a 65-year-old man was shot and killed outside a mosque in Delaware County on Sunday night. Police say they were called to the scene just after 745 on South 69th Street and Walnut Streets in Upper Darby. At the scene, a man was found shot in the parking lot behind the, an Upper Darby Islamic Center. Investigators believe a suspect was attempting to carjack the victim when the shooting took place. Officers later recovered the car connected to the incident on Webster and South Cecil Streets in West West Philadelphia. A phone was also recovered in a storm drain on Cecil St- South Cecil Street and uh, Washington Avenue. Officials have yet to release the victim's identity. They say the man came to the mosque to pray. Uh, officers are still investigating this incident at two separate scenes. Authorities did say that there's no threat to the public at this time, but anyone with information is asked to contact the Upper Darby Police Department. Nearly three months before Robert Card tore through a bar and a bowling alley in rural Maine last week, killing 18 and injuring 13, he tried to buy a silencer for a rifle at a local firearm store, the owner said Saturday. The device was shipped to the local gun dealer. Card had to fill out an application which asked if he had ever been committed to a mental institution. Card checked yes. His attempt to purchase the silencer was then denied. Card was found dead Friday night from a self-inflicted gunshot wound after a 48-hour manhunt for the mass shooter. Yesterday's tributes continued as more than a thousand people gathered for a community vigil. The victim's names were read aloud. The victims range in age from 14 to 76 years old. The scariest thing about Halloween this year may be inflation. Over 70% of Americans say they're celebrating Halloween, but they need to be prepared to spend more on spooky season this year. Inflation is making your favorite Halloween staples more expensive, according to an analysis of data from the National Retail Federation, the U.S. Department of Agriculture, and the U.S. Department of Consumer Price Index. Uh, Halloween spending is expected to reach a fresh record of $12.2 billion in 2023. 2023, surpassing last year's $10.6 billion, according to the survey. Uh, Consumers plan to spend $108.24 each on Halloween this year, the highest uh, that's been reported. The priciest item on the list was costumes with an average price of $32.49. The average shopper expects to spend $36.84 on their Halloween costumes, 9.2% more than last year. I've noticed that the the candy bags, the fun bags for Halloween Mm -hmm. have gotten markedly small Oh, the bag, the actual yeah, bags like have gotten smaller. The, you know, the collection of like uh, Tootsie Pops oh, and yeah. all that stuff. So you usually, these would be pretty big. Yes. Now they're smaller oh. and they're the same price as they used to be. Okay. I remember it was several years ago that I realized, Kathy, as you mentioned, the most expensive thing on the list are costumes. I didn't realize how much like, like a wig or something yeah, like right? that. Yeah, it's stupid. It's, yeah. it's really expensive Crazy. to get those things. I know. Mm-hmm. We, we were at the Halloween store a couple of weeks ago and Chase picked up some like accessory for the costume he was getting. And that was more than the costume. Right. I yeah. was like, how about the other one over there? <laughs> yeah. When I get that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, if you tend to go all out on Halloween decorations, that's going to cost you more as well. Halloween decor was the next most expensive item on the list, costing an average of $19.42. Every now and then, we, you know, you would get the plastic costume with the plastic, Face. you know, mask or whatever. <laughs> that's was, all we used to get. But, all I wanted to be was strawberry shortcake yeah. case. But I, my mom would make costumes and. And uh, she made her own face paint 
with um, <laughs> it was like Crisco yeah. and food yeah. coloring. What? Oh, Crisco and food coloring. Oh, that was her face paint, dude. I love it. I gotta show you some pictures of us. It, it probably <laughs> circa 1979, where my sister Crisco is and a, food she's coloring. a witch. There's like clumps <laughs> on her face. <laughs> it looks like she's the sweatiest nun. I oh, mean, uh, no. witch ever. And That's I'm awesome. a devil with this shiny red face. <laughs> oh. oh, it's so cute. See if you can find yeah. Yes, you have to. Uh, spending on decorations is up 9% from last year. Pumpkins are 5% pricier than they were last year. Uh, consumers expect to spend nearly as much on Halloween candy as costumes. So, Steve, the most expensive are costumes and the, the candy Yeah, there year. we go. Mm. Perhaps the most important part of the holiday, mm. the candy, is 7.5% more expensive than in 2022. By the way, if you really want to save on candy, candy go buy it at a pharmacy or <laughs> like a CVS. Yeah. They're incredibly expensive. You know? The average person will likely spend $31.93 on Halloween candy this year. Steve, I did see a report also, though, that people were going to the discount stores, like the dollar store and places yeah, like that, yeah. to see if they could get the candy there because it was so expensive. Inflation continues to burn hot, making the prices of everyday items, such as groceries and utilities, more expensive. In sports this morning... <laughs> The Eagles beat the Commanders 38-31 yesterday afternoon in Washington. Jalen Hurts threw for 319 yards and four touchdowns, two of them to A.J. Brown, and the Eagles improved to 7-1. A.J. Brown became the first player in NFL history with 125-plus yards receiving in six consecutive games. He made a terrific one-handed grab on his first touchdown and caught the ball through double coverage on his second. The Eagles are back home this weekend and will host the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday at 425. The Sixers beat the Portland Trailblazers 126-98 last night in South Philly. In the Sixers' home opener, Joel Embiid ended the game with 35 points, 15 rebounds, 7 assists, and 6 block shots after playing only 3 quarters. Tyrese Maxey added 26 points and 10 rebounds, and James Harden watched it all from the bench as the Sixers improved to 2-1. They're off until Thursday night when they'll, they'll play the Raptors at home. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. The Flyers are at home tonight and will host the Carolina Hurricanes. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. And former NHL player Adam Johnson died after a freak accident during his English team's game on Saturday. The Nottingham Panthers, who play in England's elite ice hockey league, announced that the organization is heartbroken at the news of Adam's passing. Official stop the Panthers game on Saturday against the Sheffield Steelers after 29-year-old Johnson was involved in a collision that caused a cut to his throat by a skate blade. Johnson received emergency treatment on the ice and players eventually returned to the locker room after he was taken to a hospital in uh, Sheffield. Nearly 8,000 fans at the arena were asked to leave the building because of what the Panthers announced as a major medical emergency. Wow. Awful. Yep. And that's what I have for you this morning. Alright, thank you very much, Kathy. We welcome you back uh, from a beautiful, stunning weather-wise weekend. Just, just absolutely perfect. Uh, so good. Hope you had a chance to do something outdoors. Take it in for a little bit. If not, hang in there. It's alright. We got some things to sidestep all of that and get you into whatever mode you need to be in to start a work week. We'll begin with the fact that we have great news concerning the Word of the Week prize. A four-pack of tickets to the sold-out Tool concert. Whoa! Which is coming up next Thursday, the 16th. Well, Thursday the 16th, and that will be while we're doing the camp out for yeah. hunger right next door at the Wells Fargo Center.
So get yourself set. We'll give that away on Friday. Letter of the day, word of the week prize. We are also uh, going to have a guest on the show this morning. We have uh, Jennifer Cram, writer and director of Sick Girl. Sick. Uh, she's local, right? Yep. Yeah, so she is going to be, uh, it's available to watch on uh, YouTube, Apple TV, Amazon Prime, and more. So we are going to talk to Jennifer later on Excellent. today. Yep. Um, and outside of that, we have some other things to give away in the way of stupid question, lesson question, and more. So hopefully you'll hang out and grab a piece of uh, that action, if you will. We'll take a break. Come back in a moment. The Entertainment Report, gut punch of a story with Matthew Perry. I know yeah. you all saw that, obviously. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and some other things that popped up as well. So hang out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come right back. We'll get Monday officially started, so stay with us. The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order, but it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system, streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, stupid question prize we have to give away is a pair of tickets to see Tom Papa and the Good Stuff Tour, which is going to be February 16th at the Keswick Theater. And the question we asked this morning is this. What musician holds a record for SNL performances? <clears throat> and by that, I mean musical performances. <clears throat> All right, I got this from uh, listener Sarah Garvey this morning. Let's go with that. All right, 215-263-WMMR, which musician holds a record record for SNL musical performances? Call now if you know the answer. We'll go through some birthdays while we await your answer. Today be the 30th day of October. Last second one, I'm going to add this. Nick, you'll know this. Clements Posey. Oh, Poesy. Poesy, thank you. She's from the Harry Potter yeah. world. She played Fleur Delacleur. She's gorgeous. Uh, she is celebrating her... 41st birthday. She was one of the, uh, she was the French girl. Right, right. Uh, from the, what was the name of their school? Do you remember? Oh, I forget. I, I they were too. enchanting, right? They, she, they yeah. were, yeah. yeah. She ends up <sighs> marrying the uh, they eldest, eldest Weasley brother. That is correct. She is uh, 41 years old today. Uh, Harry Hamlin ah. from L.A. Law, also Mad Men. Madman. 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 I didn't see, I didn't watch Madman, but uh, I guess he was a cast member of Madman. Uh, but he turns uh, seventy-two. Clash of the Titans. Titans. Clash. Uh, yes. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Perseus. I love that movie. We had him here once. He, yeah, he was great. He was he was talking about dealing, Nick, with Lisa Renna huh. and her yeah. real housewife status. Uh-huh. And he was hilarious talking about it because he was, oh, yeah, like divorce is looming around the corner with this one. Yeah. He's very self-deprecating. Oh, my God, yeah. I think he went to the Hill School as well up in Pottstown. No kidding. Lo- local uh, education. All right. He's uh, 72 years old today. Uh, Otis Williams, a member of the Temptations, oh. turns 82 years old today. Did Kyle sing with him? That's a good question. I don't know. Is yes, that, he yes. gives the thumbs up. Yeah. Thumbs up. Kyle uh, did a solo album, and uh, he actually had the Temptations wow. sing on that album. So hey. that's... That shows you how good Kyle is. Hell yes, absolutely yeah. a big deal. And the temp's just the best. So uh, he turns 82 years old today. Happy birthday to Otis Williams. Oh. I could listen to this Come entire on. song yeah. Yeah. right now off, sorry. if we had time. It's only like six and a half minutes long. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, great actor uh, and comedian Kevin Pollack. Yes. Uh, turning a year older. He has been in our studio before. Uh, he's been in tons of great things, including A Few Good Men, The Usual Suspects, Casino, The Whole Nine Yards. If you want to hear just a, 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 when he goes off on stories uh, of Jack Nicholson on the set of A Few Good Men, <laughs> yeah. it's hilarious stuff. And he started off in stand-up comedy. And, yeah, yeah. And, and impressions. He's a great impressionist yeah, yeah. as well. So he turns 66 today. Uh, another great character actor, Charles Martin Smith. Oh, my God. Uh, you remember from The Untouchables and American Graffiti. I just watched American the Graffiti. Buddy Holly yeah. story and Deep Impact and a bunch of stuff. Yeah, American Graffiti's great. Yeah. He's awesome in that. And he has a he gets wound up with the, the pharaohs and everything. The pharaohs, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, so he turns 70 years old today. One of our most favoritest people in the world, Henry Winkler. Sunday, Monday, has his birthday. Always a delight to speak to that gentleman. Uh, very cool. Uh, he was, um, it, the funny thing is, is that he's always had um, dyslexia. And he was never able to really, um, he had difficulty reading. And now he's authored like 30 books. Yeah, yeah. So he's way overcome that. We hear him all the time on the air with the commercials for the uh, macular degeneration. Macular degeneration. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just a sweetheart of a guy. He's just so fun to talk to. So happy birthday to the Fonz. The Fonz! Henry Winkler is 78 years old. <laughs> there we go. That's an authentic oh, yeah. clip of the Fonz. One more time case. Hey! Yeah, there you go. That's the Fonz. <laughs> uh, let's see. Nia Long, beautiful actress uh, from movies like Friday and The Best Man, Big Mama's House. She's also had a little short turn on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. She is 53 today. Uh, the Amazing Grace Slick of Jefferson Airplane and Jefferson Starship and Starship. All <laughs> incarnations of the Jefferson Airplanes and Starships she was a part of. To be honest, it's miraculous she survived the 60s. Oh, yeah. She was a massively hard party. Absolutely. Right in that group. Yep, and with the hardest of the party with the, too. Yeah. yeah. She's pro she, level. She is 84 years old today. Wow. So happy birthday to Grace Slick. Another musician turning a year older. We have a few of them. Uh, Grace Slick. Or no, I'm sorry. I just said that. <laughs> Timothy B. Schmidt. Oh, Grace. <laughs> Wait, what was that, Casey? That was Grace. Say that again. Oh, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> One more time. There you go. Grace! Who is, what, what is Timothy, that from? Uh, that's Ferris Bueller. 
Yeah, he yells at the secretary. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. going to have to tell me that every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, uh, Timothy B. Schmidt, bassist for the Eagles. Oh, okay. uh, and, and vocally, it, as a solo song, the the very slow, beautiful song, I Can't Tell You Why. I love that song. That's Timothy B. Schmidt on uh, lead vocals, and he was in the band Poco. They picked him up from there, which, of course, is where they got their their other bass player as well. Um, and now I'm drawing a blank. I know who you're talking about, Randy and yet Meisner. I don't know who you're... Yeah, Randy Meisner, and yeah. he, he passed earlier this year. That's right, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Timothy B. Schmidt was a part of the, the classic lineup of that band, and when they all got back together, he was a part of it, and still is. Uh, so he is 76 years old today, Timothy B. Schmidt. Uh, another musician, Chris Slade, and he's played with a whole lot of people, including ACDC recently, uh, but also The Firm and Asia the and Man for Man and Uriah Heep and all this stuff. Yes, so he is uh, 77. I like The Firm. I did, too. Yeah, it was... Um, short-lived. Jimmy Page was yeah. in that band, and... Rogers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I want to say Robert Fripp played bass for them as well, but uh, Chris Slade played drums. 77 years old today. And then the last birthday I have, Case, is right. Gavin Rossdale hey! of Bush. And he is celebrating his 58th birthday today. He was recently hanging out with Kreischer, wasn't he, on his uh, podcast? Yes, I think? He, oh, really? he did a, a cooking hey! podcast. Yeah. And it was funny because he just kept like going back to who he used to be married to. Oh, yeah. to Gwen Stefani? Gwen Stefani. Really? Yeah, it was oh, very, well. very funny. Uh, so, Gavin Rossdale, one of the, the sexy man of the all. Super sexy. Is celebrating his 58th birthday today. Wow. I got one more for you, Preston. Oh, please Put up do. on the screen, uh, uh, our buddy Dick oh, Vermeil. Dick Vermeil! Oh, Dick Vermeil! Man, he was awesome. We had a Such great a nice time guy. with him. Yeah. yeah, 87. Man, and he is uh, he's living life. Yeah, and he's, looks amazing. He does. You know, and he's running the, the winery, and yeah, yeah. He's, he's living a good life. Most definitely. Happy birthday, Dick. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the super question. Which musician holds the record for SNL performances? As far as a musician goes, we are going to go to Jim to see if we can get the answer. Hey, Jim, good morning. Good morning. I'm going to say Dave Graw. Uh, yeah, that's correct, Dave Graw. <laughs> Hang on a second, because he has done it with not only Foo Fighters, but also with Nirvana and Tom Petty and all these other yeah. jump-ins. And so, as far as a musical guest goes, he has been on more than anybody else at 15 times, uh, apparently. That's pretty amazing. And on this weekend, and I have some things to follow up with about that. But in the meantime, we are going to set up Jim with a pair of tickets to see Tom Papa that is called the Good Stuff Tour, Friday, February 16th at the Keswick Theater in Glenside. And tickets are on sale now via AXS.com. At the box office this weekend, number one was Five Nights at Freddy's, made $78 million. Uh, Taylor Swift's Eras Tour falls to number two. Then you have Killers of the Flower Moon, After Death, Exorcist, The Believer, Paw Patrol, The Mighty Movie. Number seven was Freelance. And then you have Nightmare Before Christmas, Saw X, and The Creator wraps up the top ten. We're going to start with, as I said earlier, the big gut punch story of the weekend. Matthew Perry. Perry of Friends fame died due to an apparent drowning on Saturday. He was only 54 years old. He was found unresponsive in a hot tub at his Los Angeles home. His official cause of death is not yet known, but no foul play is suspected. Uh, according to his family, they said in a statement, we are heartbroken by the tragic loss of our beloved son and brother. Matthew brought so much joy to the world, both as an actor 
and as a friend. Obviously, he struggled with addiction for decades, which he wrote about in his 2022 memoir titled Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing. In addition to alcohol, he became addicted to painkillers. Uh, following a 1997 jet ski accident, he wrote in his memoir that he had been sober since 2001, excluding 60 or 70 relapses. <laughs> yeah. So he had a sense of humor when he was writing about that, obviously. But he overcame that, and he, he had the Perry's house and everything. He was trying to help as many people with addiction issues as he could uh, throughout his recovery. I, I don't think that was a joke. He he um, said he went through withdrawal 60 times. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it might have been it's saying that it was, you know, that he had been in sober since. Yeah. But 60 or 70 relapses. Oh, got it, got it, got it. I, right. He was joking in it in that regard. But yeah, legit, he was... Seriously, he had he had a real bad problem. So you remember when he the stories first started coming out about in the book, and he was talking about going to open houses in and around Hollywood mm-hmm. uh, to kind of raid the medicine cabinets mm-hmm. of homes, um, and that's how bad it had gotten. To be honest, I, it it wasn't a massive gut punch. I thought it was very sad. Uh, there were so many times I thought he, I was, go- he was out. I was There were shocked. so many times, yeah. I was very sad about it because I also loved right? him. But I was I was like, you know, this is just like kind of what I thought might happen. Wow. So, you know, some sort of death. It, like ju- it just seemed like uh, it just seemed like he had actually started to get traction, though, and was actually in the right place. Oh. He talked uh, recently in an interview, and uh, I think it was with People Magazine, and Kathy, he said that exact phrase. He says, when when I die, uh, people might be surprised, but they won't be shocked. And he was yeah. referring to his yeah. own death, and this was um, within the last year that he was out promoting the book. And oh. so, like, he had this awareness of um, mm. his issues, his troubles. I thought because of the book and all this that this was so far, I mean, and, and, and probably this was just a tragic accident and not addiction-related. I don't really know, but, you know, I thought maybe after that book that this is a new part you know, a, a rebirth for him, and he was going to have a wonderful rest yeah. of his life. You know, there, so Lisa Kudrow had had said something where she thought perhaps he had, he was in this hot tub, and and maybe he had had something, and, and not not trying to say that he was uh, he OD'd or something or something. You know, she's just being speculative, but it shows you that all the group of that friends group yeah. were so supportive of him and his um, and his quest for sobriety. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about it on Saturday night when this all went down that, uh, you know, he had, uh, it appears that he had some sort of cardiac event which led to his drowning. And that is uh, I don't want to say it happens quite often, but like. When, you're, when, when, you're, when there is a drowning for somebody in their 50s, right? right and and right. There, there was no apparent, like, head trauma or anything like that right. where they were knocked out that, uh, the, the generally speaking, uh, the drowning occurred because of some sort of cardiac event. Well, that's what you look at. I mean, and look yeah. at Whitney Houston, too, mm-hmm. and her daughter. I mean, both died in water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that can happen, yeah. If you're alone and you're in a, a, you know, a pool, a hot tub, a bathtub or whatever, and you have a cardiac event, you can't get out. You're, it can happen very quickly. Yeah. A wild hot tub. His whole setup there was cool. He has the or had the bat symbol at the bottom of the pool. He was a huge Batman fan, and he just posted on Instagram. I think it was just right before this happened. Um, so his uh, friends, co-star Maggie Wheeler, who played his on-again, off-again uh, fiance Janice on the hit show, shared a sweet tribute on Instagram, writing, what a loss. The world will miss you, Matthew Perry. Uh, the joy you brought so many to your short 
lifetime will live on. I feel so very blessed by every creative moment that we shared. Gwyneth Paltrow, who had a brief fling with him in the early acting days, according to his memoir, shared a touching tribute to him that further detailed their short-lived romance in an Instagram post. She wrote, I met Matthew Perry in 1993 at the Williamstown Theater Festival in Massachusetts. We were both there for the mo- most of the summer doing plays. He was so funny and so sweet and so much fun to be with. We drove out to swim in creeks, had beers in the local college bar, kissed in a field of long grass. It was a magical summer. He had shot the pilot of Friends, but it had not yet aired, and he was nervous, hoping his big break was just around the corner, and it was. She said, we stayed friends for a while until we drifted apart, but I was always happy to see him when I did. I'm super sad today, as so many of us are. Uh, I hope Matthew is at peace at long last. I really do. Um, His TV mom, Morgan Fairchild. Yes. uh, She wrote, I am heartbroken about the untimely death of my son. She put in parentheses, uh, Matthew Perry. Loss of such a brilliant young actor is a shock. I am sending love and condolences to his friends and family, especially his dad, uh, who I worked with on Flamingo Road and on Falcon Crest as well. And a bunch of people, obviously, as you can imagine, posted tributes. You know, his his stepdad is Keith Morrison from Dateline. Oh, really? Yeah. So that that I I didn't realize, you know, and... uh, they had apparently had a really good friendship towards uh, the end. Uh, but because I'm looking at pictures, I'm going, that's Keith Morrison. Why is he? And then I had no idea that they were, um, you know, basically family. We have a load of clips. I don't know if you want to go through some of them now. Sure. Here's a couple right now. This is a montage of the Could I Be Any More yeah. uh, clips. Here we go. Please, could she be more out of my league? Could you want her more? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, um, okay, could that report be any later? Mom! Yes! Could that shot be any prettier? <laughs> Look at me! I'm Chandler! Could I be wearing any more clothes? Could we be more white trash? <laughs> Could I be any more turned on? You know what Could I be more sorry? <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, his sarcastic the, the, was his sarcasm was laser sharp. Yeah, absolutely, and he delivered it brilliantly. And here's a few of the sarcasm clips. I'm not great at the advice. Can I interest you in a sarcastic comment? That was my bathing suit from high school. I was a little bigger then. <laughs> oh, I thought that's what they used to cover Connecticut when it rained. <laughs> Anybody know a good tailor? You need some clothes altered? No, no. I'm just looking for a man to draw on me with chalk. <laughs> All right, when was 1990? <laughs> you have to stop the Q-tip when there's resistance. <laughs> ducks is heads because ducks have heads. <laughs> kind of scary-ass clowns came to your birthday. <laughs> I went to that tanning place your wife suggested. Was that place the sun? <laughs> Uh, Marissa pulled over the clip of him talking about people not being, uh, about people being shocked. You go ahead, yeah. Casey, but I, not surprised by his death. Here is that clip. I say in the book that um, if I did die, it would shock people, but it wouldn't surprise anybody. And that's what I'm doing with writing this book. That's why I wanted to do it. I wanted to just talk about the highs and the lows because people are suffering out there. And maybe if they hear a story from somebody they've seen on TV that's worse than theirs or just the same as theirs, they'll be filled with hope, which is the key thing. 
Oh, man. That's so sad. So they, they had that Friends uh, anniversary special on HBO Max, and uh, he got emotional during that, and we have a clip of him on that. Okay, here we go. The best way that I can describe it is after the show was over, if one of us bumped into each other, that was it. That was the end of the night. You just sat with that sat person. with the person mm-hmm. all night long. I remember that. And that was it. You apologized to the people you were with, but they had to understand you had met somebody special to you, and you were going to talk to that person for the rest of the night. <laughs> and that's the way... I'm not it, laughing, I'm crying, because it's so true. That's the way it works. No, I'm going to cry now. <laughs> Good. Damn. Wow. Uh, in, this, uh, in this clip, he talks about how he'd like to be remembered. Here we go. I would like to be remembered as somebody who uh, lived well, loved well, was a seeker. And his paramount thing is that he wants to help people. That's that's what I want. Oh, man. I'm 54 years old. Way too Very early. sad. Yeah. And, and Friends was sort of a, you know, um, a cornerstone for a lot of people. Oh, the whole, yeah. whole generation. I mean, it was wildly popular. And it was tied into people of a certain age group. Well, I think it bridges generations, too, Steve. I mean, like, I started watching it when I was 18 or 19 yeah. and uh, loved it for as long as it was on. And towards the end of it, I kind of, like, drifted away a little bit. But uh, my girlfriend's a little younger than I am, and uh, so she started watching it towards the end, and so it kind of, like, bridges her generation oh, and my yeah. generation. And the fact that and it's now. lived in, in reruns and, and syndication for as long as it has, it is kind of like The Office or, or Seinfeld or these shows that just become timeless. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, sad, sad news about that, and and maybe we'll find out more about why he, he passed uh, at such an early age. I have a couple other quick stories we'll get to. Uh, Magic Johnson has been declared a billionaire by Forbes, making him only the fourth athlete to join that exclusive club. So he just announced Jordan had become a billionaire, right? Yeah, he's one of them. Right. Uh, The business magazine estimates that uh, Johnson's wealth about $1.2 billion. Uh, The other athlete billionaires, like Steve said, Michael Jordan, also LeBron James and Tiger Woods. Hmm. And those are the only ones. Wow. I mean, right, so not Probably the only American. Okay, I was wondering about, like, soccer players. It just says... it, it. it says only the fourth hmm. athlete to join the club. Wow. So I don't know All if right. these are just Americans or not, Case, but I, I was assuming the same I thing. Like Mayweather and like Oscar De La Hoya. With uh, they've companies. got some like, serious cash, yeah. that's for sure. But well, uh, at least by this accounting, they haven't crossed over to the billion mark. Yeah. Well, where he's made his money has been in investments. Yeah. Okay. It's not from the sports. I mean, obviously, he took, uh, you know, that that seed and went with that. I so. mean, the bulk of the billion, they say, for Magic Johnson pressing came from his talk show. Oh, uh, that okay. it generated so much <laughs> revenue. So he has investments in numerous companies, including ownership stakes in various sports teams. But Forbes says that his stake in a life insurance company holds most go. of his wealth. There you go. Uh, the 64-year-old had one of the most iconic careers in NBA history before retiring in 96. But it was uh, outside of sport where he made most of his money. Forbes states that Johnson made $40 million in his NBA career. Uh, he has ownership stakes in three Los Angeles space sports teams, including the Dodgers. Outside of sports, he has investments in Starbucks, Burger King, 24-Hour Fitness, and the life insurance company Equitrust. That's amazing. You know, you find that one thing. For us, example, we became billionaires through Bassett's Ice Cream. That's right. We did. And, and that's how it became so lucrative for us. 
Johnson says that he could have become a billionaire sooner had he not turned down shares in Nike when he was entering the NBA in the 1970s. He took a deal with Converse, which offered him $100,000 a year instead. Imagine being able to say the words, I could have become a billionaire sooner. Yeah. So my family, he said, didn't come from money. Uh, that's one thing that hurt us sometimes when you uh, when you don't know. When you, when you don't come from money, you don't know. I didn't even know what stocks were at that time. Uh, so he said, so I passed on the stocks. Can you imagine? 45 years, $5 billion that stock would have been worth today. I, I have stocks right now, and I still don't know what they are. Uh, Nick, you're pulling up a list here of the... Yeah, but this is earnings, so I'm not sure if that actually qualifies them currently as billionaires. But Tiger's number one with 1.72. Then Cristiano Ronaldo, the soccer player, he's 1.24 bill. Then LeBron. Sergeant uh, Slaughter in there anywhere? He's right not. Nope. He's not? Lionel oh. Messi is at 1.15 billion. Roger Federer. Oh, no. Federer, right? Yeah. Yes. And then Floyd Mayweather at 1.08. And then Steve, uh, Sergeant Slaughter. But Sergeant was, Slaughter. Yeah, 900 million. Wow. Okay. 900 million man, that's Sergeant Slaughter. Interesting. <laughs> He did a lot of slaughtering. Yes. So Magic Johnson, a billionaire. Um, on Saturday Night Live, Christopher Walken made a surprise cameo. Not only did the 80-year-old Walken appear alongside Mikey Day's President Joe Biden as the spirit of Halloween in the episode's cold open, but he was also given the opportunity to fix a past mispronunciation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in February of 2003. He was a hosting gig. He uh, it came back into the spotlight uh, when the star's mispronunciation of musical guest Foo Fighters, Foo Fighters, <laughs> went viral following uh, Dave Grohl's hilarious retelling of the incident. Um, so that's how he had said it. But Nate Bergazzi was the host. He stepped aside because typically the host is one who introduces the musical talent. Uh, and he let uh, Christopher Walken do the final and uh, to finally perfect his pronunciation of Foo Fighters on the SNL stage. So what you got, Case? That's the clip of it, if you wanted to play it or not. Sure, I, where is it? Uh, oh, on the Box Pro, right okay, there. Okay, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Foo Fighters. There you so, go. kind of, because he's still, yeah. instead of going Foo Fighters, he goes uh-huh. Foo Fighters instead of Foo Fighters. <laughs> He still can't help it. That, Giving a little bit more emphasis, just the way that's he speaks. baked into Christopher Walken. That's yeah. the way he talks. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. You guys want to hear how uh, some of the stars celebrated Halloween over Absolutely. the weekend? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. in yeah. many Halloween ways, they're party. just like us. Yeah. yeah. It was Halloween party weekend. Yeah. I saw a few people out and about in oh, costumes. Man. I was in the city on Saturday night, and they were everywhere. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. So both Jessica Alba and Paris Hilton dressed up as Britney Spears. Uh, Kudos for both outfits. They were pretty good. That was for the Casamigos Halloween party on Friday night. And uh, this is following uh, the release of the singer's memoir. Uh, Each wore a different look from her toxic music Mm -hmm. video, by the way. Kourtney Kardashian took the copying theme from her feud with Kim to a whole new level. uh, Mirroring Kim's 2013 appearance at the Met Gala. Uh, Freaky Friday, Courtney captioned an Instagram post that showed her wearing the same floral dress that Kim wore to the event when she was also pregnant with North. Uh, Courtney is currently nine months pregnant with her fourth child, so they did that, which totally would have gone over my head. It would have completely gone over my head. I don't get it. But you know they do? They, they have a staff of people that help with their Halloween costumes Of course together. they do. So oh, you they, have they're to. not going to the... Uh, the, the they're you not know, going to Spirit Halloween. To, yeah, right. Exactly. What do you got? Uh, Halle Bailey transformed into Janet Jackson's character from the 1993 film uh, Poetic Justice. Uh, Tiana Taylor became Marlon Wayans' character from uh, Don't Be a Menace to South Central (laughs) While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood. And it looked really good. 
Uh, meanwhile, Kiki Palmer became the bride of Frankenstein and dressed her eight-month-old son, Leo, as uh, Henry Frankenstein from the 1939 film. Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly attended the Casamigos Halloween party. They dressed as assassins from Kill Bill. Uh, Fox shared a photo of herself in the costume and tagged SAG after on her Instagram to find the union's Halloween costume rules as the strike continues. And on Saturday, Zoe Kravitz and Channing Tatum channeled the 1968 horror film Rosemary's Baby at Kendall Jenner's Halloween party. She emulated Mia Farrow's character from the movie while uh, he was dressed like a baby with bonnet and all. So they played off of that so on that particular night. Not everyone took that SAG thing where they said, uh, you know, they'd prefer you not dress as iconic Hollywood characters to heart because a number of them did. So there you go. Yeah, they poked some fun on it on Saturday Night Live. Sarah Sherman uh, turned into SAG after President Fran Drescher <laughs> on the show, uh, making fun of the union's rules about the costumes. And uh, she had uh, stood with some kids and said, I'm here to teach you how to do Halloween during a strike. Uh, she had said that um, uh, Harry Potter, as described only in the book, or minor characters from the Bible. <laughs> and uh, then she explains the, the strike to kids saying, negotiating with the studios is a lot like trick-or-treating. You know uh, and that you go to the biggest house on the block and all the lights are off and their parents, uh, they're pretending not to be home, but you can see them through the window eating Kit Kat bars, dozens of Kit Kat bars, billions of Kit Kat bars, record numbers of Kit Kat bars, and all the actors are saying is, Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. So she had some fun with that, <laughs> poking fun at her. On Saturday, Variety published an interview with Meg Ryan, uh, just ahead of the release of her forthcoming film, What Happens Later. When asked if she felt like she was pigeonholed by the rom-com genre, she told the outlet, if I was, I'm not resentful about it. Uh, she said, I've done more than 30 movies, and maybe only seven of them are rom-coms. And I was trying to do other genres, and it really, it did didn't really work, she said. She did okay. She had her she had her moments, you yeah. know. Yeah. But I mean, she's built for rom coms. That's yeah. her thing. Absolutely. All right, and then one more story, and then we will wrap it up. Let's go with this. Elizabeth Banks is proud of going on natural in Hollywood. So am I. Uh, she told Us Weekly in a recent interview, nothing's ever gone in here, you can tell, meaning, uh, you know, fillers and stuff like that. Uh, she said, and that's because my self-esteem is really high. I try to focus on my confidence and less how about how I look. So she's had no work done. I wonder if she's going to. So she's. Uh, I wonder if she's going to be um, directing more and acting less because directing is clearly her. She did yeah. Cocaine Bear, which was you know a, a decent hit, and has been direct. She directed one of the um, Pitch Perfect movies. Yeah, yeah. She know, she definitely knows what she's doing. So, all right, we're ready to hit uh, the clips here. Neon follows three friends who move from a small town in Florida to Miami with the hopes of making it big in the world of. Reggaeton? Reggaeton? Yeah. Reggaeton. yeah. Okay. Music? Okay. Music. Music, yeah. Okay, reggaeton. don't know reggaeton. Yeah. What is it? Uh, Do tell. It's, it's Enlighten like, the old man. Uh, it's like reggae meets um, is it bad, South African beats. Is okay. it like a bad bunny kind of? A little bit, yeah. 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 It's like he, reggae meets Megatron. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Reggae, right. Okay, reggaeton. that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. Here, has a robotic transformer feel to it. Director Oz Rodriguez talks about the importance of music in this show to enhance the storyline. Here we go. Yeah, it's a show about a, a musician, a, a kid who wants to make it, and we had to get that song, those songs right so you know the, we enlisted tiny who is a 
world-class superstar who makes beats for, you know, Bad Bunny. So, like, to have him on board, too, was wild. What the hell are you talking about? Uh, it's evolved from dance hall. Now, dance there hall, you I go. Know, uh, with elements of hip-hop, Latin America, and Caribbean music. There you go. You, right. you and I, when we came on the scene, we were known for crunking. So crunk, that was our, yeah. Crunk is the... Crunk is life. <laughs> uh, Neon is now available on Netflix, but by the, the way. But the kids these days, you know. Nah, they got their own thing. Yeah. Freelance is about a former Special Forces operative who reluctantly takes on a freelance gig to provide private security for a washed-up journalist as she interviews a ruthless dictator. In this clip, uh, director Pierre Morel discusses casting John Cena as the main role. He's hilarious in life. He has a sense of humor, which is fantastic. But he also has that capacity, which I didn't know much about, about being some kind of fragility to him. It's, it's like, he it can be a broken guy. and can be very sensible. And uh, so he, he was the perfect choice. He was the perfect guy right away. <laughs> I prematurely hit the button. You can watch Freelance in theaters now if you'd like to. All right, there you go. That's the uh, last bit of info I have for you in the entertainment report, friends. It's a little so, sad, but you had to. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was sad news led for sure. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Hopefully we have some daylight as we are going to have cloudy skies this morning beginning on uh, one of the last days of October. Uh, guests on the show, stuff to give away. Yep, we got all that. We'll take a break. Come back in a moment tell you about it. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR. Preston and Steve's Dorm Decor TikTok Tour is your shot at $1,000 in crisp college cash. Thanks to our friends at College Ave Student Loans. Whether you've got a nifty knack for making a dorm room look like a posh Hollywood apartment or maybe more of a pizza box and rock band poster vibe, show us. Make a short video. Start off with a, hey, Preston and Steve, and show off your decked out dorm room. Enter at our contest page at WMMR.com by 11 a.m. on November 2nd. Then, we'll put them up for a vote to see who wins. Preston and Steve's Dorm Decor TikTok Tour. Presented by College Ave Student Loans. A better way to pay for college. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your school. We've entered into um, cuffing season. Yes. That started. Cuffing season. You know, where you get a relationship just for the holidays. Oh, yeah, Something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. So... <laughs> Uh, that's, that's, I guess it's the thing. I don't know if it is really or not, but you hear that it is and people will kind of do it. So they have somebody to receive a gift from and give a gift to and go through the holidays and go to parties and things like that. I've heard people admit to doing that. Yeah. I've, I've heard people that I know admit to doing that just because they don't want to go through the holiday season alone. So while you're thinking about that, you may want to consider this list. Nick came across this and it was a, uh, it was uh, starting to go viral, uh, across social media. And it is it's compiled by women across social media, determine deeming, deeming which places they refuse to go to <laughs> on a first date. So this would be like the they call the ick factor. This I guess be, so. yeah, this would be sort of in that realm. Uh, yeah, which is like a, a an indicator that this person may not be somebody you're going to be a long term with. But I'm looking at this list, and then there's 28. Things. It's everywhere. It's where else are you going to go? <laughs> it's literally every place you could ever possibly go. But I guess it ranks it uh, in in order of its ickiness. What was your? I don't know. What was your go to first date location? Usually, it would depend on the type of person, right? Um, but a good just 
going to dinner uh, as a general rule was a way to, to meet somebody. For me, you know it was always I mean? a tractor pull. A tractor. Oh. To me, and to me, it seems to be. It's got all the elements. It leads to good conversation. Uh, first day for Rochelle and I, I took her to a blues hockey game. There you go. Yes. Now, now, the, th- the thing is, do you want a? Um, do you want something where you are both participating in an event that sort of fosters uh, communication or conversation, or an obvious is when you're having dinner, you are sitting down facing each other, but then again, you're eating, right? So that can be problematic sometimes if you're a slob. Uh, oddly enough, and this is the woman I'm going to spend the rest of my uh, life yeah. with. I didn't care. I just want to go to a hockey game. Right. <laughs> Uh, wow! <laughs> I go to the blue well, there you go. I kind of like that. But I. Uh, but here's the thing: I found out about that night is she's getting ready. She's she was uh, set to go, and I, I I don't know if I picked her up or she met me. I've forgotten. But anyhow, she was as Rochelle is very girly, so she was done up to the nines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm wearing a jersey. <laughs> yeah. And a hat. Oh, yeah. No. And I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, that's not how you dress when you go to a hockey game. You dress like this, man. You know, I hope I'm going to try to catch a puck in my mouth. Totally. Uh, And we were kind of mismatched from the start with that, but it ended up being perfect. So, oddly enough, on this list, it's got the 28 places of that women would refuse to go to on a first date. Number 28, the final one, sports events. Sports events. Yeah, which I found kind of interesting. It's it's weird when they gather data like this because a sporting event to me would seem, uh, you know, especially like a baseball game or something. But I guess since this ranks low on the list, maybe yeah. that's a good thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know. that that Because number 27 then is Waffle House. <laughs> uh, that I can oh. agree with. Well, waffles are good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but as a date? Right. That's probably doesn't matter. I maybe know something about you. Yeah. Are you a waffle? Woman? I guess it depends. It, it, as as the person who is acting, asks the the other person out on the date and is making the arrangements. It depends on what kind of a tone you're trying to set because Waffle House might be kind of a jokey. You know what I mean? Yeah. It also might be legitimate. I don't know. I but- think here's your approach to the Waffle House. Do you see every little square in that waffle? You're the butter I want to fill those. <laughs> like, seduce her that way. But, I mean, instead of uh, trying to wow this person and overdo it, you right. instead go to Waffles. Waffles. Or, no, you know, like, rather than you're trying saying, to... It's, it's kitschy, right? Uh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but in tr- instead of trying to pretend that you're something that you're not, you know, like, why take somebody to the most fanciest, expensive restaurant ever... <laughs> When that's not you. And when that's not you. Yeah. How I about agree. this case? Yeah. You, you you rent a limo and you yeah. take them to Golden Corral. Yeah. That. There you go. You have the <laughs> dichotomy right. of the shoe. Right. So whatever that aspect is. So what I can't figure out is... I guess the uh, this this goes one through twenty eight, and I guess one is the ickiest place that okay. people wouldn't. Is that is that how you would take? That's it? how I read it. Yeah, yeah, you're the one who sent this to me. So why don't we start with number one? Then? All right, number one, what do I, people consider the ickiest place? I, I went to the bottom with sports events. All right, now we'll go to the top, and number one on this list of places that women will refuse to go on a first date. This is women saying. So this mm-hmm. is the ickiest. This is the ickiest. Okay, according, right. this. according to this list from women. All right. Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> yeah. And what's weird about this list is the, the first, I think, top five or six are, are very specific. And then... They get vague? And then yes. they get vague, like yes. a sporting event. So you know, why like, does Cheesecake Factory earn the ire of so many women? I don't know. Now, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Is it because it's usually associated with gluttony? 
maybe, or it's a, uh, you know, it's You got to wait chain. an hour and a half. Yeah, you have to wait. You have to have that know. little globe, that medallion that goes off when your table's ready. <laughs> I guess. I don't really know. Well, number two. I have never eaten at a Cheesecake Factory, though I've had Cheesecake Factory food. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number two on this list is, uh, and I'll. I'll concur with this. Applebee's. Yes, your favorite. Yeah. Hey, my favorite. I, um, I'm not here for the Applebee's slander. I, I Listen, I'm not saying that it's that it's Laurel uh, or, you know, Zahav or anything like that, but I've never had a bad time at Applebee's. Okay. You know why? Yeah. Because it's feeling good in the neighborhood. Yeah. 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 Uh, Casey's a neighborhood kind of guy. I'm an and he's always feeling good, so those two things go together well. And don't they have Dollaritas there now? By the they way, do they have Dollaritas, and they have what I consider top-level nachos and Potato skins. Yeah. Uh, so Applebee's is number two. Number three is Chili's. Again. Chili's <laughs> baby back ribs. Casey made us go to Chili's one time, remember? It wasn't bad. No, it wasn't. Is Chili's the one where they bring out the uh, fajitas? Yeah. It's a chain They bring restaurant. out fajitas at a lot of places. We were just it's going a chain there restaurant. For... It's like the same yeah. thing as like TGI Fridays. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If you like that type of food and yeah. drink like why would it I, I don't know it's in that I feel like it depends on who you are yeah. if you like diarrhea i think that's it right <laughs> it, it it does depend on who you are exactly all right number four on the list is chipotle these are these, these are that's all not a date location that's, yeah, not, that's, that's not fast date, food right. agreed that's like taking someone in wendy's that's it's fast a, it's fast casual it's a little it's right, not yeah. up from wendy's but it's uh but yeah it's still it's not date that's a lunch like that's a right. lunch date. it's like taking a date to a hot dog stand okay so what if uh what if it's just a second part of the date where the actual date itself is we're going to go for a nice little walk in nature and then let's go grab a quick little bite at uh, chipotle you close the deal at Chipotle. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Mm-mm. What about Cadoba? Well, if you're going out on a nice little nature walk with your with Unless this new it's guy, lunch. if it's lunch, uh, and then after the the walk is over, Kathy, yeah, somebody said the guy says to you, uh, "Hey, you want to go grab a quick bite to eat?" And Chipotle's right there. I don't think so. No. All right. Yeah. If it's lunch, that literally lunch is <laughs> yeah. my. Let's arrange succulents. <laughs> it has to be a lunch date. Okay. All right, right, wait. Let me go to uh, Barbara. She wants to chime in real quick. Hi, Barbara. Good morning. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. What's up, Barb? Okay, so I had a blind date once that was at um, Bennigan's, which is uh, dating myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it was set up by our hairdresser, a mutual hairdresser. Anyhow, the guy, you know, shows up. We meet there and everything. Um, I had to pay half the bill. And and he didn't even leave a tip. Like I had to leave the tip. That's not a date. So so the, no no the, 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 that was that's uh, that yeah. was a nightmare. Is what that was. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was. And then and then he called me back like a month later and wanted to know if I could go wanted to go out again. And I was like, no, I can't afford it. Uh. <laughs> you take me out to places like Bennigan's? Uh-huh. What do you think I made of money? Yeah. <laughs> and then it says here you had a second date. My a different one. first best first date was with uh, my husband, to, you know, now. And we went to a hockey game like like you guys did. Look at that. Oh, so right. the hockey game wins and Bennigan's doesn't. Yep. Right. Exactly. Do you remember yeah. if you got the broccoli bites at Bennigan's? Or- <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Bennigan's used to be okay. Yeah. Oh, dude, the birthday bites were amazing. No, so there was one there, there, that was I, on the way down the shore. Because we, we talked about them uh, not that long ago. And there was one, it's just, it was right off of Route 55, somewhere near Vineland. I haven't seen them in years. It's just closed. Really? Yeah, closed within the last what year. What about Ground Rounds? I don't know. Ground Rounds? I miss, that, Ground Rounds and Bennigan's sat at the same level for me. Uh, here's a text that says, uh, talking about Cheesecake Factory, I proposed... To my ex-wife at Cheesecake. Uh, <laughs> see what happened there? See what happened there. All right, other ones on this list. Number five is uh, Olive Garden. Mm. And then we're going to get out of, of, of uh, the foods for a yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, uh, Because then you fall into number six, 
place that they would refuse to go for a first date, the movies. Oh, that was my first date. Okay, yeah, dinner and a movie. Because it's not really a way to get to know somebody. You're yeah. sitting there quiet mm-hmm. next to each other. Yeah. Honestly, I, w- I really wanted to see Deadpool. And uh, and uh, Andrea was like, okay. And then so Wait a minute. Dinner afterwards. So... You know, in the beginning of the movie, in in the dialogue, he goes, I know what's happening here. Your boyfriend brought you to this movie and said it's a love story or something like that. (laughs) That's correct. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. That must have been kind of very humorous. Somehow it worked. Um, So I can do the old popcorn trick, too. I think dinner and a movie... That can work out well. That's a date, right? That's a date. Listen, right. that just is just a movie is sitting in silence, and so I, I, I think that right. that's not a good. I, I think if you pair the two, especially if you can. Now it doesn't usually work out this way, where you go the movie, or where you go the movie, and then the dinner, because yeah. after the movie, you can talk about the movie right. while you're at dinner. Right, but, right. You know, it's usually pretty late. You'd have to go to an early. I school. agree. You have to do the combo. Just doing a movie, you're not. There's no room for conversation. Right. All right, number seven on this list, place that uh, women refuse to go to for a first date, your house. Yeah, it's a little weird. Right. Meaning like, their their house? Make dinner for somebody? Bring them over? And, I guess so. All right. Not that's the, a little creepy. Not on the first date. Right. That's a little trap, uh, you yes. know what I mean? Feels I got to show you my cool lotion rig in the basement. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. You're going to love this. So if you're at the bottom of the pit, I can still lower lotion down to you. Uh, number eight on this list is any fast food chain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's well, kind of a date. Like, yeah. Not a date. But that's kind of like a lot of the, the chain restaurants are on that list too. So it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then you have on this one, uh, number nine, Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. that, they're more like a sports bar. Are they not? They are. Right. Wings, period. Don't eat wings on a date. Yeah. <laughs> they're messy. Yeah. How do you like your wings? Yeah. You can be like a Pat Egan down the hall. He eats wings wearing rubber gloves. I, I kid you not. He puts he has the box of latex gloves and he eats wings with them on. The hell is that? My, He's one of the weirdest kids I've ever met. My brother would not be married today if his wife saw him eat wings on a first date. Is he? Just, is he just gnarly? It's like I, I don't even know what's happening sometimes. Yeah. It's like gnawing on roadkill. But he doesn't. He doesn't uh, wipe his hands no. off until he until the very end. So and he picks his, he picks up his drink like this. Like, take a like flippers, Kathy's, <laughs> Kathy's showing you're picking up the cup with his wrist. Yeah, with his wrist, and he takes a sip of water and puts it down. He he thinks it's a waste if you you know clean in oh, between. Man. So he eats from from start like, to finish. Will he and put the whole, put the whole wing in his mouth and drag all the meat off with his teeth like that? Um, I've seen people do that. I've, you know what? I've done it. I, I don't think he. I don't think he does that. I don't know unless okay. they're they're a certain size. Maybe he can get the full thing in there. I don't well, know. I kind of appreciate the lack. That he doesn't want to waste any of the wing sauce. <laughs> yeah. I get that. Yeah, that speaks to me. Uh, then you have after after <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings, which is number nine. Then you have. Wingstop, number two. Uh, so yeah. the wings. Well, wings are not a hit on a first date. Wingstop is more of a, a takeout place. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. Buffalo and Wild Wings at least is You nuts. sit down. You sit down. You lounge. You have a candle on the table. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, then you have Red Lobster. Do me a favor. Put this diamond ring in one of the wings. <laughs> going to propose <laughs> at Wingstop. Uh, Red Lobster is number 11. Then you have a buffet. A buffet. On, uh, as number a Golden Corral. 12. So, yeah. yeah. That, you, that just speaks that you're, you're kind of being cheap. Like, hey, let's go get all you can eat. Let me tell you what. On a first date. Get the main and I'm going to throw in two apps. <laughs> so, before you do... Unlimited bread pudding. Before you ask someone on a date, should you... 
you know, let's say there's somebody you don't know very much about, uh, should you ask them and say, what would you like to do? Or I think, do I th- you need to have the idea presented? I think, I think at least... Kathy, and you can answer this, and Marissa, I think I think a woman might appreciate someone who has kind of um, curated the evening and has something in mind, it, right? In other words, right? Somebody suggests a place rather than what would... What do you want to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. also, I mean, they're... <sighs> You you know, find out what they like. You know what I mean? Like, uh, how are you with wings? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they show a little initiative. Yeah, yeah, that's what you mean. Yeah. Now, I don't ever wipe the wing sauce off my hands. Is that going to be a problem? Uh, I'm going to go to. Hang on a second here. Let's go to Leela. Hi, Leela. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Long time listener, first time caller. Welcome, Leela. What's up? What's up, guys? So I just wanted to say. I'm in my first year of my current relationship. The first date that we went to was the Flyers game. All right. And, okay. And it was the best game I ever been to besides the ones I went to with my dad. Oh. And how was it as, as a date? Were you guys able, you, you know, was it a magical evening or was it how, rate the date, rate the first date at the Flyers hockey game? Well, there were a couple of fights, so I think it was a pretty good date. Okay. Yeah, but see, that's the type of person. She's a Flyers fan. She's a hockey fan, so that works. Did you guys make sweet, sweet love at the end of the date? Oh, no, this was just the first date. Yeah, it was the second one. I don't know. You're a hockey chick. (laughs) (laughs) We got into a scrum. Our our next date was actually to the cheesecake factory. (laughs) Oh, Jesus If you went to a Buffalo Wild Wing, you got the Troy. Yeah, when did you guys go to Buffalo Wild Wings? (laughs) Uh, that was um, that was actually during one of the, uh, the games for uh, for the uh, Phillies last year when they were in the World Series. There you go. But listen, you're already in love at that point. Yeah. Oh yeah. By then, all, yeah. Already in love all bets are off. Yeah. 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 Okay. And you're 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 a year into the relationship. Yeah, just about. Uh, we right. just took a date to Longwood Gardens recently. So See, now, Longwood see, Gardens would be a great first. Wait date. a second. Is he on the lamb from yeah, the uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> Is he what? Nothing. Don't worry about it. All right. Thank you, Leela. Appreciate it. Uh, let me go next to Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Good morning. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Aaron? Good morning. I, so funny you guys are talking about this. I actually just made plans for a first date this weekend, and we're going to On the Border, and I'm ecstatic about it. Oh, I love What's it there. What's On the Border? Mexican. It, yeah, it's, it's a Mexican place in uh, Bucks County. So we were talking, and I just had mentioned how much I like Mexican food and their queso <laughs> and how I would literally bathe in it. Yeah. And he suggested going on the border, and I'm like, hell yes, yeah, so that's where we're going is next it, weekend. Is it the one on Route 1 north of uh, the Turnpike? Yeah, uh, yeah and in uh, Best uh, County, Bucks Go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because the, that's uh, in a The, ma- the manager of that Mall. store loves the President Steve, so drop our name. Maybe you'll get a discount on tequila. <laughs> God, I definitely, I definitely will. Yeah. Maybe it's because uh, Kathy, I'm from Levittown, so maybe I'm just the easy girl to please. So <laughs> on the border is good for me. That's good for you. On the Listen. border is good for you. Don't, don't and say you're that. I, I love that place. That's our meeting place for when I get together with my salsa friends. That's where we go. <laughs> Do they indeed have good salsa there? You know what? They no. We go. We usually go to eat prior to going to like a salsa party. Yeah. Okay. All right. So so and and the, the, do things seem promising, Aaron? Um, 
I we literally just talked for the first time yesterday. Okay, he seems like a nice guy, so we'll see what happens. But I'm excited for queso and margarita. <laughs> All right, good go. Mexican meal, you're in. All right, All right. thank you. I Hope it goes it. well. First date coming up on the border. All right, uh, going back to this list after a buffet, uh, the places where women refuse to go for uh, a date. I'm going to do 13 and 14 because they're kind of back to back. So you have IHOP and Denny's. Yeah, that's yeah. not a good vacation. No. Not a date. Wait a second. This is an international house of pancakes. Yeah. You're really showing Come on. Them out. All right. Show about, a little culture. How about this? Who would do this? Uh, the gym. <laughs> You'd have to be a moron. Yeah. Well, you, Invite you, you, them unless, on a date to the gym. Not unless it's like a uh, like a CrossFit thing and you're you're like CrossFit people or whatever. Yeah. Maybe in your, like, you, but even still, but that even seems kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You never see inviting someone. Sorry, I threw up there. I was pressing too much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about this? Number 16 on the list? Church. Church. Yeah. Yeah. Get your, you, good good girls go church. there. Yeah. Library. Church, good girl there. Yeah. <laughs> it was very good. I mean, oh, I'm Jewish, God. but it was very good. <laughs> Thank you. Now, if you met at church. Right. Maybe. Sister, what are you doing this Friday? Yeah. <laughs> I love this. This habit is You look gorgeous. great in black. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what order are you from? <laughs> I'm from the Wild Wings order. Yeah. Uh, so, church, yeah, I can't ever imagine someone. But, I mean, if you are uber religious, maybe that the person asking the person out on the date, that's kind of a... Nothing wrong with a, that. A requirement yes. uh, that they want. So That I, I, and how many jumping jacks can you do? I don't really know. Uh, hang on, some people, lots of people calling in. I will go to Brian next. Hey, Brian, good morning. Hey, how's it going? Good, what's up, Brian? It's Dick Swimmons. I'm sorry? Oh, it's Dick Swimmons. Hey, buddy. Oh, Dick Swimmons. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, he was sexy Chewbacca. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, bud? <laughs> hey, how's it going? Good. What'd you want to tell us? Uh, I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist, uh, prepper guy, so I take first dates to the shooting range. Just so you <laughs> there you go. Oh, my God. And then you're a conspiracy, okay. conspiracy, <laughs> conspiracy theorist, a prep, prepper guy. And, and then afterwards, do you go down to your subterranean lair? Well, it seems to be working for you, Bri, because you said you take your dates. Yeah, how many first dates <laughs> have you had? How many first dates do you take <laughs> to the shooting range? One, and, and I only need it once. I'll, t- I'll okay. tell you this, Brian. I, I, there are a number of people of across the spectrum yeah. have said that going to a range, going to, you know, can be fun. So As a first date? Yeah, and do they... Rachel Maddow, of all people, went on a first date to, so, to a shooting range. Um, so so um, what's the reaction when you suggest this uh i usually go within people of my wheelhouse and beliefs so they're usually all about it okay yeah. all right yeah you're okay. trying to date and go out with somebody who's like-minded anyway so right so that if that's, that's a that's test right, yeah. to find out yeah uh then maybe two so. things are you into wings and guns <laughs> yeah. uh, my my Thanks, friend opened up a uh, i would call it like a boutique type of uh boutique uh, a boutique way <laughs> Shooting range in Malvern. Yes, Maybe, you know there's that, one. There's one that's opening up on the main line. Okay, yeah, yeah this one is. It, it's already open. It's near like like what is that? Like thirty and one hundred or whatever. It's it's near there. But cases like, it kind of seem like 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 Top Golf for that same sort of presentation, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, they look pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I, I would like to uh, to check it out. Maybe uh, we'll do a uh, mixer at the shooting range. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another uh, couple of. 
items on the list or places on the list. Number 17, it says specifically Starbucks. They would refuse to go. And then, Starbucks then is- right after that, it says coffee dates. I always thought that is a nice, I, yeah. safe I, I agree 100%. In gathering. fact, to Kathy's point, a midday yep. going out for coffee, mm-hmm. you, 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 you get the woman, you let her out of the trunk of the place, and no, you, uh-huh. you go out for a nice cup of coffee. In fact, there's, there's a, a company that is... Um, just a date, just coffee or whatever. You know, right. right? What you remember that they used to advertise? I yeah, I know what you're saying. Right. It's, so it, it's a like coffee a, date. That, yeah, to me, that, that's an easy way to go on a date. And, There's low expectation. Well, and when you, but no, when you don't know, you know, you're not, you're unsure of the person. That can be a quick date. You know, it can be an hour and then that's it. As opposed to if you're going out to dinner and it's an all night thing. You can feel safe. That coffee was great. Where's my Absolutely. handy? There's my handy. Uh, let me go to, I, I always like this idea of a first date. We'll go to Ryan. Hey, Ryan, good morning. Hey, I think I dialed the wrong number. Is this the number for Lobster Man? No, Lobster <laughs> Man. <laughs> I don't know. He's got a transition into him officially. So. Uh, Ryan, what was the, the first date you did? Oh, uh, we went out and we played mini golf and had a great time. Still uh, married many moons later now. Married many moons later. So, yeah, pop pop golf, mini golf, I think that's a perfect first date. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, something active but not too serious. Active. Not serious where, where you're going to be sweating your ass off. And, and there are pauses yeah. to talk. I like the idea of, like, bowling or even, like, uh, like karate. Not karate. What's this? Uh, axe throwing or, you know, yeah. what are these types of, or an escape room. Jousting. Um, yeah, bowling made it on this list. Though, I know. Guys. Uh, but but I I know what you're saying. It's an activity. It's a leisure activity. It's not hard. Plus they can they'll be so impressed with how awesome Thanks, I am at bowling. They'll be like, oh my god, you make it curve. And I'll be like, yeah, I do. <laughs> I'll make you curve. Just, yeah. just like my peepee. <laughs> yeah. And they're thinking he must spend a lot of time here. I want to be with that guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. Hey, my fingers are clean. I got my own ball. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about later tonight. This is my own ball. <laughs> my fingers are clean. Yeah. They haven't touched any other holes where other people's <laughs> fingers have been. Uh, let's see. We have, uh, hang on a second, a lot of good, interesting calls here. Let me go to Nicole here. Hi, Nicole. Morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. Oh, now, okay. We want to hear about it. Nicole, what's up? Um, so I actually met my uh, husband. He is actually my husband now. Um, overseas when I was living in the Middle East in um, the United Arab Emirates. And, and what was your first? Were your first date? Our first date was um, we went to a. It was like the anniversary of the country, so we went to uh, a light show, and then we went to a tea coffee house. Their big thing over there is coffee houses. What's a light show? Uh, I don't know. It was like a light show that was projected onto a castle. It, oh. was, it was for their their country's. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of unique. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah, that's their I version had, of um, Buffalo Wild Wings. I had I had my <laughs> <laughs> I had my girlfriend with me. We had only moved there for we'd only been there for about two months. You and, and your girlfriend as as a friend or you as guys a friend, were, as a friend? Okay, okay. No, yeah, no, not not girlfriend, girlfriend. Okay. Yeah, she actually ended up ma- uh, marrying us. Um, oh, that's nice. She came on the first date because I was like, I'm going out with this yeah. guy. Well, why wouldn't you? Is. I mean, that was a hell of a light show. <laughs> keep you coming back, you know? Yes. Oh, my God. No, no, no. And then, in the process of the date, he was asking questions, which was good, and, uh, he asked what I what I really like to do. I said, I love, I love hockey. I love hockey games. There you he go. He found a, a, his friend played on the ice hockey team, which they had one apparently, obviously, um, in the middle of the desert, 
uh, he took me to the one stadium in the town where we were living. <laughs> We've got to play quickly. To, <laughs> and took me to an ice hockey practice. That's awesome. And then he took me out for hot dogs afterwards. That's so that's very good. thoughtful. Very thoughtful. He knew you liked but hockey, and he found the one and only hockey game yeah. going on in the entire city. The one thing with the date, the though, is, is that it, it, it has country. the entire country. Yeah, it has sort of yeah. a bachelorette sort of feel to it. You're in an exotic place to begin with, so it's right. it's not like you're starting at the Golden Corral. You know, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 No. All right. Thank you, Nicole. <laughs> that's a nice story. I appreciate that. All right. Other items on this list. This is a, a list that uh, kind of went viral the past week or so. It's uh, places that women refuse to go to. Yes. First date. I'm, I'm hearing a lot of women though say that these some of these places are absolutely fine. Here's one: family functions. Yeah, you don't oh, do yeah, that no, yeah. no, no, no. as a first date. No, mm-hmm. do not, never, ever do that. My brother's getting divorced. You want to go? Yeah. Uh, then you have uh, movie night, meaning uh, Netflix, Hulu, etc. Sitting around at someone's house watching a movie. It's, it's a, it can be good, but it's it's a lack of creativity. Uh, you know, you can make it special. Here's another one. Somewhere that requires a long drive. Yeah. Would Alaska. Not, would not want to. You know you can drive there? <laughs> yeah, you can. Listen, I'm going to prove this to you. You can drive to Alaska. Yeah. Pack a bag. Uh, so a long drive, uh, that makes total sense. Uh, Let's drive someplace. If the wedding, if the, yeah. not the wedding, if the, if the date goes bad, you got a long drive back. Let's go to Little Rock. Sucks. Yeah. All right, then you have uh, bowling. Mention that bowling. I think can uh, I think uh, is is a suitable first date. I think probably miniature golf is better because it's a little bit more chill. Remember, this is lower on the list, yeah. so uh, it, I, I think people will probably agree with you. Uh, number twenty four says nightclubs. Number twenty five says a hookah bar. A hookah bar, uh, right? Well, uh, just cigar uh, lounge as a first date. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a great first kiss right after getting done sucking down three cigars. Yeah. Uh, then How you about have a bathhouse? A, a bar just for drinks is number 26. Oh, I think that's good. Uh, yeah, right? Listen, I know a great brothel in town. Well, this is near the bottom, so maybe, yeah. it, maybe it is a good idea. Bar just for drinks, then you have Waffle House, as we said, and sports events. Are there a lot of hookah places around anymore? Or did they go... I don't know. I mean, I, I, I assume really during see. COVID, you were not... Yeah. Not a lot of hookah places yeah. made, it, made it through. Let's yeah. communally yeah. suck on something. I, what I think would be perfect for golfers, I think a round of golf as a first date would be a good one. Do you, you think so? Oh, yeah. That's too long. Well, well it's, like it's too long. If you play hours. the game, if yeah. you play the game, I think it'd be okay. Top golf is would be a great there you right. go. Oh, been there. That's yeah. for the neophyte, right? And yeah. There's a, uh, anybody. Steve, there's a hookah bar right in Maniunk. Really? Yeah, it's ah. called Vira or, v- or Vira, V-I-R-A. Oh, yeah. I think that's also a... Is that a dispensary as well? Or? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Top Golf is fantastic. It's a really good time. Uh, let me see here. I will go to uh, talking about first dates, ideal or the worst ideas. We have Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Good morning. Good morning, it. Good morning to see you, Tracy. What's up? Um, so my husband and I, our first date was ice skating. And um, I fell on my butt. So that was good. So I embarrassed All right. myself. Hold on. Before you go on, Tracy, did you yeah. know you were going ice skating? Yes, and I got lost going to ice skating. Oh my! Well, that's another story. But had you ever? Are, are you any good at it? I'm not bad at it, but I told I told okay. him I was pretty good. Oh, okay. So you're on board. Yeah, then. Okay. All right. That's what I was checking with because if you're you terrified of it, then you'd have to wave that off. Yeah, you can't whip yeah, that on I someone. I really think first dates depend on the girl and how much they know know the girl before they take them out. Did you guys hold hands and uh, sing "Endless Love"? 
No, we did not. Uh, we did not do endless love. But that'd be awesome if we did. Yeah. So we're we're marrying there. Our third date was David Buster's. It was a blast. We had fun. I think it depends on the girl. I think you're right. How much yeah. fun she can have. Right. And you, you, you should be able to meet her that. I, I think that, that you have to do a little, um, you know, a pre-conversation before before you go out and find out if someone is not able to do something you're going to take them to do. Yeah. And and that, that would yeah. help. But, I mean, if, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you can roll with Dave and Busters, you can roll pretty much with anything. Yeah. And then he saw me, like, down the wings at Dave and Busters. And he, <laughs> I guess, fell in love with me then. Oh. My, my mother was the only one who ever ate a sandwich. Like, <laughs> All right, thanks, Tracy. Yeah, I want to go to that one, Casey. This is another uh, call. We had mentioned on this list uh, the worst place, one of the worst places to take a first date, the gym. Yeah. Casey went on a first date at a gym. Hi, Casey. Good morning. Good morning. All right, so tell us about this date. Okay, so this guy I was talking to was a, like, instructor for MMA classes. Okay. We were trying to plan a date around one of his classes. He's like, well, I'll get out kind of late. We can go get like dinner after, but it would be too late. He said, or you can come to the class and then we'll go out and get food. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, I work out. I can do that. Right? <laughs> like, I lift weights. Like I don't do any cardio at all. And this was like a cardio MMA class. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. oh my God. And so I get out there during the warm ups. Uh, it started to like my vision started closing oh in. Oh my god! And I was like, I think I'm gonna go sit down. <laughs> well, and sat there. I like fully blacked out, sitting up for like maybe like ten seconds, and I did. I was not well at all. I went in the bathroom. I was sweating profusely. Oh my god! Good. And I just sat there. I had to sit there and watch him teach the rest of the class. Oh. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> so you're you're sweating oh, like no. crazy, and then the 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 idea was you were gonna go out afterwards for dinner yeah so i had a change of clothes like there was a whole okay. shower in his gym he's like there's a shower you can shower afterwards mm. whatever i was like i can do that because i used to do that on my lunch break at work you know what i mean work out right 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 back to work. did you guys and end up doing dinner we did yeah i think we went and, and got tacos or something <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just like <laughs> so so did that did that blossom into anything or was it just a one no, and done definitely not not at all, okay. not at all. <laughs> and was it was it because was it partially because you were embarrassed about uh fainting or was it just like it wasn't going to work out no he was a weirdo oh he, he was, was a weirdo, weirdo. you know okay. how you can tell he invited you to the gym on the yes! first day yeah exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you, Casey. Thank Appreciate you. that. Um, man, uh, there's some really good ones here. Uh, hang, let me go to uh, Susan. Hi, Susan, good morning. Hi, good morning. How are you guys? Great. What's up, Susan? Uh, I wanted to tell you about my first date with my husband. He was active duty military, um, specifically explosive ordnance disposal. Okay. And for our first date, he took me to the demo range. We packed C4 and we blew some stuff up. (laughs) You guys blew up stuff with C4 on your first date. Fires a hole in everything. Okay. And it's been uh, 17 years now. All right. Well, wow. let, I, I, okay. I have a, a question. So many questions. How did he approach you with this? Had you already, and how did you guys know each other before this? So I worked on the base, um, and I saw him at a base function, turned to the athletic director and was like, oh, my God, I just saw the hottest guy ever. <laughs> um, and then flash forward a couple of weeks later, he shows up at my office and says, do you want to um, take some pictures for our for what we do? Uh, and I was like, sure, why not? And hopped in his vehicle. Out so- went. So that was part of your job, uh, taking pictures? Um, 
sort of. We planned <laughs> events for we okay. planned events for the base. Yeah, so. uh, anything he said, I, you would have gone along. So you were already in this world. Yeah. So this wasn't too outlandish right. to you. You know, let's go blow up some yeah. C four. Let's go to C four City on yeah. City Line, pick up some explosives, and yeah. blow up a few cars. You were already there, but still. So so and with that suggestion, you went out and blew stuff up, and you fell in love. <laughs> All right. I mean, we did date for like four years before we got married. Was, it, was there a point when you said, fire in the hole? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so we're going to keep this PG, but yeah. <laughs> so, yes, that phrase has been used in other places than on the range. <laughs> keep it PG. All right, got it. Thank you, Susan. Appreciate it. Congratulations. That's, that's one of the most unique blowing up C4. I like that. That is pretty. I've always wanted to do that for Christ's sake. All right. Hang on. Let me go to Patrick. We're going to have to take a break here in just a second. Hi, Patrick. Uh, good morning to you. Hey, good morning to see you guys. Patrick. All right, Patrick. Uh, what's uh, What was this first date story? So um, uh, my fiance, uh, who's my fiance now, she, her and I met on uh, Bumble. It's a like, dating app. And yes. Stuff. We, we kind of hit it off. And then uh, I, I really wanted to meet her. But I was at, like, I, I had worked that week and I just like out of nowhere messaged her and was like, hey, do you want to go somewhere, you know, on my lunch break and, and meet each other? And, and I suggested Chili's and we got to Chili's and I saw her and I thought she was the most beautiful woman in the world. And I was like, I'm an idiot. What was I thinking? Doing a first date to Chili's. Like, uh -huh. <laughs> if you were able to do it over again, where would you have set up your first date? Uh, honestly, probably, uh, there's this place here in Chattanooga. It's, uh, it's, well, it's, it's P.F. Chang. P.F. Chang. Yes. Yeah. They, they have those here too. Yeah. Uh, believe yeah. it or not, Patrick, yeah. but yeah. And so, and yeah. so how did, how did things work out? Uh, yeah, uh, we, uh, I proposed to her, uh, last year at Blue Ridge Rock Festival. Oh, that's awesome. Next time there's a great Scottish on, place uh, called McDonald's. Yeah. You gotta check that yeah, out. Yeah, we're, we're getting married on May the 4th. Congratulations! Oh. Yeah, big Star Wars fans? Yeah, um, yeah, we're both huge Star Wars fans. That's awesome. Glad it worked out. Well, I think the, the most beautiful woman in the world walked into the Chili's. And thanks for listening in Tennessee, buddy. We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, All right, you. we'll see you, Patrick. Nice Bye guy. P.F. Janks. Yeah, stepping it up from... Uh, from Chili's. Right, Actually, so it would be a nod. Do you job. like no, it? Is. You like P.F. Chang's? I love P.F. Chang's. What is? It's oh, super it's... duper Americanized Asian food, but yeah. it's really good. Oh, the lettuce wraps are to oh, die. I'm saying. Um, the P.F. Chang's is the upper crusty version of Pei Wei, right? Yeah, or Pei I believe Wei. so, it's yeah. Same company. I've never known how to pronounce it. Right. Pei Wei? Yeah. I'm, uh, I've never Pei been like there. like a so. quick takeout for uh, P.F. Chang's. Okay. Same company. <laughs> well, it's an interesting list and something to consider. If you want to take a look at this, it's pretty easy to find, but it's... It is the uh, women across social media deeming which places they would refuse to go on a first date. Not any date, but first date. So we've learned that the perfect first date for most women is eating wings at the gym. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. At the gym, <laughs> if you can do if that. If you can do that yeah. with some C4 in the car, but apparently you're number, good to go. Number one on this list is Cheesecake Factory, so... May want to you know wow. consider that if you're going out on a first date, maybe a second date would be good. But they're, they're I do like first date. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean that's only a tiny bit of what they do. They, their their menu is gigantic. I know, I've heard, yeah, yeah. So, all right. Anyhow, thank you for sharing. We do appreciate it. We're going to take a break. Some bizarre file stories that uh, you may have been waiting for are up when we return. So we'll be right back. Yeah, we want to go for a ride in the car. Our tail is so wagging right now. 
take us along with the MMR app. It's Apple CarPlay and Android compatible, which means we get to sit in the dashboard screen. We'll even send you notifications if you want. Download it and try it now. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, you want your stories? We got your stories. We're going to start with this one. Safety concerns are being raised about a medical center in California after a nurse was recently pinned between an MRI machine and a bed during a freak accident. That's horrible. The nurse, uh, Iana Cervantes, uh, suffered crushing injuries that required surgery after the MRI machine's magnetic force suddenly pulled the hospital bed toward it. Uh, Cervantes was uh, tending to a patient on a bed at the time of the mishap, and the patient fell from the bed and was uninjured. But Cervantes became sandwiched between the front of the tube-shaped machine and the bed. It's a friggin' nightmare. She said it was getting pushed by the bed, and she told investigators, Investigators, basically, I was running backwards. If I didn't run, the bed would smash me underneath. Uh, Cervantes endured a severe laceration that required surgery that included the removal of two embedded screws. Uh, The probe found that the Redwood City Center failed to provide radiological services in a safe manner, revealed several missteps leading up to the incident involving the machine, which, of course, uses magnetic fields and radio waves to create images of the body. Uh, Investigators say that there were no MRI personnel present inside the room during the incident. No one, including the patient, was ever screened, and the door to the room was left open. The safety alarm system never sounded. How did it get turned on? Yeah, I don't know. The incident also breached several of Kaiser's MRI safety policies. Uh, Some employees never received required safety training, and the hospital also failed to test the door alarm annually as recommended. So, obviously, some people are probably going to lose their jobs over Well, yeah. That's why they never allow nurses to wear their C-3PO costumes in the MRI. (laughs) Uh, In Florida, a woman allegedly set a car on fire because she became upset with her job on Friday morning. Hell, we've all had bad days, but set your car on fire? Officers found the car on fire in the parking lot of the Tarpon Towers. There! I showed me! Uh, They then located Amber Marie Galbraith nearby and approached her. After an investigation, officer said, said Galbraith, an employee of a business within the building, was recently upset by a disciplinary matter at work. 
Galbraith then allegedly bought, brought ignitable liquids to the building and wow. tried to get inside, but was stopped by employees. After leaving the building, she set a cart, parked car on fire. So I really need some Applebee's. Maybe she was going to try to set the business on fire. It sounds that way, doesn't it? For a car, uh, she was count. She was charged with one count of arson. Police are investigating the cause of a hit-and-run crash Friday morning involving a stolen vehicle and a funeral hearse with a body inside. Oh, man. Police responded to the two-vehicle crash involving a recently stolen Kia and a white Cadillac funeral hearse and said a casket with a body inside was ejected from the hearse (laughs) after the accident. Uh Yeah. (laughs) It's horrible. Police said a preliminary investigation indicates the Kia was being driven at a high rate of speed when it collided with the hearse, and they said that uh, three people... People ran from the Kia, but only one was located and taken. Did the cops pull the coffin over? Uh, the driver of the hearse was treated paramedics uh, by paramedics and uh, taken to the hospital. Uh, police are asking anyone who may have witnessed it to call. Uh, a driver does not ever want to find a 250-pound bear and her cubs in a car, but that's exactly what happened to a family in North Carolina. Where are we going? Body camera footage uh, captured Deputy Scott Bray and Tom Gwynn arriving over the weekend to a home. They believe the mother bear managed to get the door of the minivan open. Then wow. the bear and the cubs climbed inside and the, clo- the door closed behind them. <laughs> uh, the windows were so fogged up it was difficult to see much of anything. Bray said right now, or right when we saw the bear... All we saw was snout and eyes, and it was looking right at us. Jeez. The rear sliding doors did not work because of the damage inside, so deputies dis- uh, decided to tie a rope to the front door handle and pull it from a safe distance. Yeah, we're watching the footage right now. The mother bear climbed out, but she didn't leave. Instead, the bear turned around and stood on its hind legs. Uh, Gwen said... Do you have any juice boxes? Didn't really know what to think uh, at the moment. It was kind of scary in the situation, but it ended very well. Uh, it was in the deputies learned that there were cubs inside the rear of the van. Uh, the sheriff described the cubs as yearlings, mostly li- most likely born last year. Uh, he said, we learned a valuable lesson. Just because you're out in the mountains and you don't think that you need to lock your doors, you need to lock your doors. Yeah. Uh, the two deputies worked together to coax them out. Both cubs ran toward the backyard where they were reunited with their mother and another cub that was watching from a tree. And as you can imagine, the uh, the dashboard and everything was all ripped up. The minivan sustained thousands of dollars in damage, and it was rented, but fortunately, the visitors had insurance. Where are my ketchup packs? Mm -hmm. The Transportation Security Administration says marijuana was discovered in a woman's adult diaper at an airport checkpoint. Oh, boy. The incident happened recently at LaGuardia. A checkpoint scanner alerted agents to the woman's groin area, resulting in a pat-down. The marijuana was found concealed in a diaper that she was wearing. Drop Uh, the diapers, ma'am. The woman was traveling with her mom and was attempting to hide the marijuana from her by putting it in a diaper. Police allowed the woman to just throw the pot away and catch her flight. Oh, wow. Okay. She she wasn't in any trouble. Yeah, it seems like she went through all of this trouble for for no reason. I was looking at the picture. I'm like, it's not even that much. She probably should have (laughs) just... Put it in her carry-on and yeah. just carried on. Should have, yeah. Well, she was trying to hide it from her mom, her not the security, uh-huh. not the That's police. Funny. Uh-huh. She was yeah. trying to hide it yeah. from her mom. Well, guess what? Mom found out. <laughs> 
All right, and then one more story, and this is a, a tragic story, but we'll end with this one anyway. A Kentucky man is dead after a hunting accident involving a wounded deer. The Department of Fish and Wildlife said 37-year-old Jared Husfield was injured while struggling with the deer. Now, it doesn't go into details, Pro- the but deer I'm probably assuming got the gun. that maybe... No, I don't think the deer got the gun. <laughs> I think maybe the antlers. He, yeah. got, he got him with the rantlers. We've you know? talked about the rantlers yeah. and how deadly rantlers can be. Rantlers! Uh, initial report said that Hosfield was uh, tracking and uh, trying to harvest the deer at the time. I got you. Uh, the coroner's office removed him uh, after authorities received a fatal hunting incident notification. They say the deer took his head home, Preston. Oh, wow. uh, oh, Unbelievable. Uh, Kentucky. Yeah, look at that. Up over the fireplace. How about that? Uh, Kentucky Fish and Wildlife said the investigation is ongoing. So, yeah, they can be quite I, dangerous. I wonder statistically how many, you know, I mean, it's not out of the realm of believability that like an eight-point buck could kill a hunter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know. And a two-point buck, yeah. I would imagine. All right, and then uh, finally... Did I miss yeah, this? Yeah. The no. Bizarre Valve has been brought to you by Pro Team Collision. Yay! Your certified collision repair center. If you get into an accident, Pro Team Collision is there for all of your auto body repair needs. All right, and that's it in the B-File. When we return, uh, we have a local person done good. They're promoting a movie. Writer and director of Sick Girl, Jennifer Cram, will be joining awesome. us in just a moment. So stay with us. We'll be back in a sec. Hey gang, it's me, Dracky Bam Bam, the world's tallest elf. I'm asking that you join me as MMR rocks the 42nd annual Delaware Valley Abate for the Kids Motorcycle Toy Run. It's happening this Sunday. We're going to get the bikes lined up on Columbus Boulevard and Spring Garden right outside of Cavanaugh's River Deck starting at 8 a.m. And then at noon, I'll be waving that flag as your Grand Marshal, and I'm so honored I will lead the parade of thousands of bikers on a mile beautiful run with live bands playing along the route, including Vinyl Logic, Spare Parts, and Delco Boys. We'll end up at Rivers Casino, and that's where we'll deliver the new and unwrapped toys for the U.S. Marine Corps Toys for Tots program. All the details are at WMMR.com. From 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Our next guest is uh, is making her directing debut. It did a lot of work in movie casting. Right. And has a movie now that is opening up, and she's local, Ooh. and we love that. And here's some music from... The movie, actually, yeah. Whether or not um, Patrick Stumpen Paul F. Boy is the composer on the film. It's called Sick Girl. Please welcome Jennifer Cram to the show from Bucks County. Northeast Philly. Northeast Philly. I thought it was Bucks County. Northeast Philly. Well, how about that? A Northeast gal. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. All right. So did I get all that right? You did a lot of work in casting, and now uh, this is your directing debut? That's right. Yeah. I worked in casting for like. 15, 20 years. Okay. Yeah. And so, you, a lot of stuff. Yeah, we're going through the list. You have the, um, right now, Lessons in Chemistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did um, The Offer, which mm-hmm. I love that series. Yeah, it's uh, a good one. Did you cast Miles Teller? Was that... Uh, no, Miles <clears throat> was, you know... Um, one he of the kind producers? Of, yeah, he All kind right. of... They offered it to him and he signed on. He doesn't right. have to audition anymore. <laughs> I, think a, I think that's a fascinating um, thing, you know, getting the right person for the right, you know, Role, it, it's hard, and so in your own movie, Sick Girl, 
Nina Dobrev, who mm-hmm. is uh, from Vampire Diaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had no idea she had comedic chops. Yeah, you know, she was, at the time um, that we met first, she was doing a, a TV show, uh, which was a sitcom. Right. But she hadn't done a ton of comedy, and she had been really interested in trying to get into that world more, so especially, like, with something a little darker, like Sick Girl, so she really wanted to, and I'm really, I'm kind of fascinated by whenever you see an actor do something that is not what you expect out, from out them. of their wheelhouse, right? Yeah, and they, and they love that too if they can challenge it and get noticed. You know, like Brendan Fraser with the whale. You know, it's not, yeah, yeah. So that 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 can be a career reset. But uh, she was what like. When you st- you wrote this about ten years ago, was she like fifteen? Or yeah, 16? yeah, she wasn't. I definitely didn't write her with her write the movie right. with her in mind um, because you know she was a teenager, probably a little bit older, but much younger. But yeah, uh, by the time it came around to us casting, she was the perfect age. So and the, that worked the, out. The movie is is a dark comedy. Yeah. It, it's what it is. So mm-hmm. so and I, and I love those. They're they're tough to sell sometimes to an audience. You gotta yep. you walk especially since your main character is feigning a, a battle with cancer to keep her collective of friends together <laughs> yeah. because I think we all go through this. It's like, oh, everyone's going off. And, and so she <laughs> takes a really uh, heinous approach yes. to doing this. Um, and, and so um, when you're presented with that as the writer as well, mm-hmm. you got to look for things to keep the audience going, okay, well, there is this is a redeeming aspect about it. How did you work that out in your mind? How did you go through that process? I think I I went into it knowing that it was going to be tricky. And I also... I wanted to make sure nobody thought I was making fun of cancer right, or people right. who had cancer. Uh, my father actually had, he, he had stage four throat cancer. Okay. And he's fine now. Like, yeah. God, you know, thank God. But, you know, I obviously understand. I think everybody in the world, I don't know anyone who hasn't, who doesn't know someone who's yeah. been touched by cancer. But, uh, but yeah, for me, I thought um, writing the character of Leo as someone who actually had cancer and could be kind of like the conscience of... And he kind of, he kind of jabs at her a little bit yeah, and, and, yeah, and knocks her down a peg. Yeah, he kind of pokes at her right. and, you know, is hopefully sort of the voice of the audience and the voice of, you know, a conscience and yeah. points out what she, how awful what she's doing is. The bitch of things like this is that you, you actually have to go for it if you're going to go for it. Right. So, so that is... <laughs> And so as you're writing it, how many, you wrote it 10 years ago, mm-hmm. right? A little bit. How mm-hmm. many passes do you take? And you, you're you basically, a, a, you're a neophyte at this time, you kind of write, you, you were teaching yourself and took some lessons. And But I mean, it's got to be really tough, especially when you're taking on your first sort of big production is this. At yeah. N- knowing what's hitting right with something that can be tricky for seasoned writers. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I like the... I like these kind of movies. I like twisted characters. But yeah, I it was definitely, there were a lot of passes. <laughs> right. There were a lot of people who were like, this is just a little too touchy or the character's too unlikable, which, you know, is, in the past few years has kind of become less of a problem as far as the unlikable part. But the cancer thing, and it, it was something that everyone was always very, it, obviously it came up in every conversation and a lot of people were just like, we're not touching this. You say because it's become less tricky because there are probably more 
non or unlikable characters as the leads of shows like uh, Kathy, your your show um, with a uh, uh, God Shameless Shameless okay. is, right. is is a collective <laughs> of 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 you know loathsome people right uh, and and so a little bit more accepting. So when you um, the idea of of uh, we able to bounce this off anybody as you're writing it because you do obviously you're in the industry mm-hmm. and you were obviously you, you I assume you have connections. Do you do that or are you embarrassed or are you timid to show your stuff? I mean, I think it's always a little it's it's personal, yeah. uh, even if it's not about you, you know, so I think you're always, it's always a little scary, but you have to do it. Yeah. So I think, you know, I, I was in a writing group, which was helpful. So and then I had a writing coach um, and then John Papsidera, who's my who was my boss. And he's the casting director who I've worked for. And, you know, he's done all of Christopher Nolan's movies and just <laughs> he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So he he, you know, was one of the first people who I like gave it to to read and he was like you know i think i think you're on to something here and he's actually a producer on this and he connected me with the other producer as well so that's cool that's cool yeah yeah how, how do you get in so the the casting thing is fascinating mm-hmm. uh how do you so you leave here you go out to to la i assume you want to be an, an actress yeah <laughs> okay and, and you were one of a handful right there's so few of us <laughs> right and so how do you get into the casting thing because i i've you know so many directors will work with their specific casting directors because they're like gold for them. Uh-huh. So h- how do you how do you breach that wall and, and become one yourself? So this is going to make me sound old, but I yeah I went out there being like I guess I'll act. I didn't go to film school, so I didn't like I didn't even know what half the jobs were, and I was right. like well, I know what that is. So I was taking classes and stuff, and then. This is going to make me sound old, but do you remember the show Project Greenlight? Yeah, I love it. HBO, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was watching the first season, and I I saw the casting portion of it, and I was like, this is, like, fascinating. What a a cool job. So I actually called that casting director's office. Season one was Shia LaBeouf, was it not? Yes. And the the casting director was this uh, guy named Joseph Middleton. Right. So I called his office and said, do you... Look, do you use interns? And they were like, yeah. So I went in and had a, you know, an interview with them and they hired me and I interned there two days a week Mm -hmm. while I was like waitressing and bartending. And um, I realized pretty quickly that I was like, I'm not, I can't act like this is not, (laughs) first of all, I'm not good enough, but also like this is an intense lifestyle. So then I was kind of, I just really enjoyed it. So I was like, I, you know, maybe I'll do this casting thing. And um, I got hired for my first job. like a couple months after that by someone who had worked with Joseph. And then I, my second job was I did like the third or fourth season of Project Greenlight. Wow. With, oh. you know, as an assistant. That's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I a couple years after that, actually it was just a couple months after that, I, I met John Papsidera. I had made a list of like, the ca- the top casting directors that I wanted to work with because of their movies that I loved and he had done this movie I loved called Drop Dead Gorgeous yeah so he was at like the top of my list but he never hired anyone he was ne- he never needed anyone so when he finally did I like got in there as quick as I could and stayed with him ever since it's cool it's such a wild thing because you talk about casting against type and mm-hmm. I think I think the people that tend to get noticed in this realm which is I think an interesting part of the industry are the people who who can see something in somebody 
that maybe, you know, uh, any time, like in the superhero, somewhere we're big, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, genre lovers. Mm-hmm. So, like, I remember years ago when they announced Michael Keaton as Batman and, oh, my God, and the we, we, Mr. Mom, you got to be kidding. And now everyone goes, oh, we love Michael Keaton as Batman. Mm-hmm. So it, it requires that special thing. What, what, what do you attribute success to in the industry? Is it exactly that? As far as as an actor? As, or as a in- casting director. Yeah, I think it's always being able to look outside the box. Yeah. And I think it's being a really, like, I'm a really big fan of movies and television shows. <laughs> yes, you have to consume a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you do. Mm-hmm. So it's always kind of watching. I think, you know, years ago, um, Mark Wahlberg, who had at that time only done dramas, he did um, a, a comedy called I Heart Huckabees. Yeah, yeah. And I was like really kind of blown away by how funny I thought he was. So I'm always, and I, I, you know, I'm a huge comedy fan, so I'm always kind of looking at actors that I'm like, I feel like they should be trying more of this. And yeah. But yeah, it's always interesting. And, and casting against type, you know, it's, it's a little bit harder to get the studios on board, but I feel like the creative side always is really interested in that and kind of exploring so did you indeed do the casting for uh, Sick Girl then? John did with okay. me. I mean, he j- is technically the casting director, but yeah, I had, um, for for several of the roles, I had people in mind, but mm. some he completely introduced me to. The girl who plays Jill is an Australian actress named Haley Magnus, and I had never heard of or seen her, and John was like, you got to check this girl out. But, um, but some of them, yeah, I knew of and kind of had like made mental notes that I wanted to work with them eventually. All right, so a little a bit more about uh, the plot and the placement mm-hmm. of, of uh, Sick Girl. And where does it take place? And it, well, we shot it. I actually wrote it to be fil- filmed in Philly, but the <laughs> t- they. The tax breaks in Tulsa, Oklahoma yeah. were of better. Right. We lose out again to I Tulsa. I know, I yeah. know. So we had to shoot. And they were like, do you want to try and um, fake Tulsa for Philly? And I was like, yeah, I don't think that's going to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we shot it in Tulsa. Okay. And this, uh, it's been in the can for a while because of COVID and a whole bunch of other things, right? Yeah. I mean, we shot it in 2019. Wow. wow. Yeah. So it was a whole different world. Then. It's got to suck to have something completed. You want to show everybody. And it, and it's just sitting there. So now you, and now there's all of this going on with mm-hmm. with the with the strike. I know. I was but, like, this is going to be my um, villain origin story. I'm going to turn into the Joker. It took me like five years to get this done. I'm like, finally, and right. then there's a strike. Uh, <laughs> what I wanted to ask is, so you're the the uh, the character of Ren, who's the, mm-hmm. the, the main character. I um, is that off of Footloose? Uh, no. Okay. No. I was, he actually spells it different. I know. Yeah, I <laughs> but no, I don't know where I came up with that. Are you this character, essentially? I mean, look, I, I've obviously never done anything like this. Right. Um, you never fake cancer. No. Yeah, you're here with a friend today. So, yes, yeah. I am. I, I don't know if she thinks I'm like this. <laughs> I mean, we definitely did a good amount of drinking when we were younger. I, I don't think I'm that crazy anymore. But yeah, she's definitely who I... Most associate, like most identify with out of this cast. I yeah. mean, because it's, it's hard when you think, you know, and and, and it's it's mentioned. You oh, was, was those are those the best years? Mm-hmm. What if this collective breaks up? Do am I no longer 
something. Right. And so that's what it's like she's... part of your identity. Right, yep. right, right. Uh, Wendy McLennan Covey is in this. We love her. She is wonderful. And uh, who does she... Is she the mom in this? Uh, she's the okay. mom, and right. she's, I mean... God bless Wendy. She oh, flew in. She's amazing. Charmed the pants off everyone. Shot a couple scenes and flew back out. She oh. was wonderful. Was your mom the main? Was she putting in the bid for for? She's a big Goldberg's fan, right? You, yes, you, she is. No, I didn't tell my mom at all oh, until okay. you know uh, until I was done. But my family was very excited about that. And Wendy was amazing. I mean, she's. I was. I couldn't believe she said yes. To be honest with you, right, right, yeah. nice. Uh, do you have any other uh, Philly friends in uh, uh, in Hollywood? Uh, you know that are in the industry. Are there? Are you guys? Uh, do people hang or you know <laughs> is there a collective? I don't. You know, I don't know that I know that many people okay. from Philly. I I'm actually my next movie is being produced by Kevin Hart's company, ah. but, but I don't know him personally. And, and can okay. you tip the hand on what that is? It's a romantic comedy. Again, it's like dark, but um, it's 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 about a girl who reads a book like a Twilight type book and and kind of becomes convinced the author is her soulmate and starts to stalk them. Okay. <laughs> so like rom com misery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'm going to pitch it from oh, now. On. I like that. <laughs> but part of the reason Jen, you're sitting here right now, is that we have a mutual friend in Aaron Scotty. And yes. Aaron, so Aaron uh, produced a few different movies uh, over the years, including Peanut Butter Falcon. And uh, we've maintained a friendship with him over the years. He, I think he grew up in Conshohocken. He did. Yeah. And then uh, so uh, his story was that he ended up working in your office as an intern. Yeah, he, a, a good friend of mine who grew up with Aaron and Concha Hawken called me and was like, my this my friend Aaron's moving out there. Would you like sit down with him? And kind of, he wants to be in the industry and stuff. So we met and um, he asked if, you know, we could help, if I could help him out. And I was like, do you want to intern with us at the casting office? And he did. And then he, you know, once this came out, he was like, I know the guys at Preston and Steve. Do you want me to, <laughs> like, I want to repay the favor. I was like, amazing. Aww. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's so cool because, uh, and we always say in, internships, man. You uh-huh. Do internships. Oh, yeah. I the, know. It's the best way. I, if you can do it, 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 so many people here were former interns. I, they, they're doing this thing now in LA because somebody sued that they weren't like getting paid to interns. Right. They got rid of a lot of them. Um, and I just, I feel like it's such a shame because I don't know how else I would have gotten my foot in the door. Like, it was the only, I didn't know anybody, but like, I, I had no problem working for free for you know, a couple hours a week. It was a huge. I mean, it. I did. I did years ago, and yeah. I, I was doing stand up and, and and enjoying stand up comedy. But I, I'm like, boy, I really kind of like radio. Okay, well, maybe we can work on something. So I'll work gratis on some things, mm-hmm. and that's and here I am. So it's just a weird thing that they, you know. I do think it's a shame. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very grateful that I got to do that. So, so what is the the the, the long game on this? Obviously, is you you now casting and everything, acting dreams done, directing, writing forever. Well, my <laughs> my acting dream is done, but I am still casting. Are you? Yeah, yeah. I, I you know it's this was a tiny little independent film, so uh, I'm not quite on the level of like a Chris Nolan yet. <laughs> so I'm still I'm still casting a lot as my day job, but uh, you know, hopefully What 
I want to see your villain origin story. I want to see the uh, the, the the pissed off uh, director. Who yeah, turned, yeah. yeah. I, I actually think it's a good idea. I'm going to get to work on. Uh, I think it's called cool a Patrick Stump from Fallout Boy ends mm-hmm. up being uh, the composer for yeah. the film, and he's never done this before, right? Well, he hadn't when we hired him. Yeah. Since you know, by the time he finished the score, I think he had done like three or four movies because uh, of the pandemic and all the pauses. Right. But yeah, this was his first. Um, foray into composing and he was amazing he was he was so patient with me because i i would say to him i don't speak the language of music <laughs> but like i would always you know he'd play me stuff and i'd be like i think that's a xylophone and he'd be like no that's totally not what that is <laughs> but um i said like i don't know how to tell you what and he said if you can just tell me how the scene is supposed to feel the emotions you're going for i can it which is to me an insane like remarkable and then he would play me something and i would i was like Oh my gosh! Like he was, you know, he nailed it. Yeah, yeah, it was really, really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and now you get to go to any Fallout Boy concert. <laughs> you, want to go to. you know, I haven't, I haven't tried to push that, but now uh-huh. that you've put yeah, that in my in can. my head, yeah. <laughs> tickets, tickets for life. Yeah. Do you know Michael Giacchino? No, who's that? Okay, it's a local oh. Academy Award winning composer right here from Philadelphia. Oh no, I don't. know. He wrote him. the uh, um, uh, the the music to Up and The Incredibles and it's just those little movies. Oh, this goes on and on and on and on, and he's a, he's a friend of ours. But yeah. uh, maybe for your next movie, yeah, maybe <laughs> for the for the Marvel movie you're doing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so people can watch this now. Sick Girl is out mm-hmm. now, right? Yeah, it's on digital and on demand. So you know, like Amazon Prime, uh, Apple, stuff like that. Okay, and mm-hmm. YouTube it says as well. If you yes, I think it's YouTube premium yeah you you, it, okay. it's, you, you pay it's, yeah. just, it's mm-hmm. the same thing yeah yes. okay excellent yeah. well congratulations it's finally you can talk about it and it's <laughs> out there and everything is three four years ago whatever that you finished it yeah so, crazy uh that's excellent and let us know you know if something else is coming up down the road and you want to get the word out about it we'd love to help out somebody local who's doing great yeah thank you so much this is so fun our pleasure i feel excellent. like i'm on fraser by the way <laughs> by the way i wanted i wanted to ask this uh jennifer cram yes what were your nicknames growing up with uh, with I, I don't think I'm allowed to say okay. that on the air. Okay. I had a feeling. Yeah, I wasn't sure. You, you earned your strike. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Let's hear it for Jennifer Graham Yay! on the President Steve Show. All right. So um, I want to take a break. Can we break and come back, yeah! or do you want to do this? Casey says he's got some kind of surprise. For us. Listen, I like surprises. We don't need to take a break for this surprise. It's it's not going to take very long. It, okay. I, I would so say right. we, we can start. I, I would say let's just start it now because I don't want to build it up too much. Is it biscuits? It's close. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's food. It's food. It's and biscuits. It's something that was mentioned on this show. Oh, and, and I know. It. Let's, well, okay. Let's bring our. It, it, you don't need All to right. guess. It's it's not a guessing game. But come on in. I, come on in. No, Mr. Meltaway. Oh, <laughs> How are you, John man? Kep, he is wow. an old friend of ours. Has brought in these cookies, Jen- Jennifer. You have to try one that are to die for. How's it going? What's up, John? He likes to see you. You want to talk about an intern? Here was one of our interns from years ago. Earliest interns from way back. I totally agree with Steve. Interning, way to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and like I keep on remembering. Uh, the, that one interview you guys was had with Bert and how we started out, yeah. like you will never know what projection you will get. Yeah, right? yeah. Right. And from my start with you guys back in... Nineteen ninety eight, ninety nine, ninety nine, ninety nine, ninety nine is when I started. It's uh, unbelievable. Uh, 
I never would have ended up where I am today. So, which yeah. is bringing us melt away. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Are you still with, you still with the Eagles? Uh, I stopped the Eagles a, a couple of years ago. Uh, the last se- the season after the first Super Bowl. Yep. In 2018, uh, but right now I'm I'm working in uh, Conshohocken. All right. Uh, Global Headquarters on First Avenue. All right. Very nice. Executive guest services. So it's you guys really know exciting. how he got his internship. Do you know how it, yes. how it started? No. I was out to lunch with uh, Daniela Choka. I know. Yeah. Okay. So you remember Daniela's married to uh, John Galetti. Yeah. And uh, so we were sitting at this little sandwich shop in Swarthmore, Pennsylvania. And Sean was sitting at the table next to us. Sean and I were literally wearing the same exact fish concert T-shirt. <laughs> and we were, yeah. and that is how we ended up striking up a conversation. Wow. He yeah. found out, we, you know, what I did for a living, and this is on Yale Avenue, which is like uh, maybe two blocks from where you grew up. It is, yes. and uh, and and then I said, and back then it was like, oh, you you'll work for free. Come on in, yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Come on in. We didn't even, didn't even have to ask uh-huh. management. Nothing, no, no, no. <laughs> nothing. Come on in. Yeah, yes. we'll, we'll show you what to um, do. Which, by the way, Casey. Yeah. I I gotta say something, man. Yes, your uh, the little battle you have with uh, Kathy with uh, no Delco. Uh-huh. Uh, oh yeah, that one question that you you got wrong. <laughs> what was the name of of the Countryside Market before it was Countryside Market? There were three different names, and uh, one was Soups. It was Soups. Because uh, uh, Jason Supressa used to uh, Supressa used to own it, and then it was Countryside Market, and it was something else. It was, I don't. It was a convenience store called Eddie's, Alberts, or Evans, and you had to answer one of those. I was, I was, I was, <laughs> You scarred him. I know what the name of it is. He owned it. All right, break out a melt away. Give a melt away. Give a melt away to Jennifer. Yeah, Yeah, Jennifer, you got to try these. These these cookies are out of this world. His mom makes them. Did your mom make these? These are a. uh, This dates back to my great aunt Bert. Um, Aunt Bert. And Bert Reynolds. Did your mom mom wrap them up like this? Yes. yes. (laughs) So nice. So these are called Bertie's Best. uh, For for some sort of reason, they can Uh, can no longer be called the other name. Okay. They're (laughs) way better than my Aunt Frank's. They were originally called Big Macs. Here you go, Steve. Oh, I know you love I I do. But yeah, as as you guys know, this dates back to when I first started with everyone at uh, Y100 and... Mm. um, I'd always bring them in, <laughs> to, and I guess uh, Jen. What do you think? These are really good. <laughs> <laughs> They're excellent. And, and I, sell these. I was telling Marissa while I was waiting. I was like, I, I just had the radio on out of the blue uh, a couple weeks ago. And you guys were talking about these snacks, and I heard melt away, and of course my ears perk up. You know? I was like, well, I'm you're off. a go getter. Thanks, I'm, man. I'm really nice you. Oh, it's our pleasure. Appreciate so, it. These were usually. Like a Christmas time treat, right? Yeah. 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 Christmas We're getting time. them early this year. Yeah. 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 It is now a Halloween out. treat. Before camp out for hunger. Yeah. yeah. That's perfect. Well, wow. we love it, man. It's good to see you. Well, yeah, Kev. It's good to see you. All right. Well, we'll hang out and we'll chat for a bit off air. I, absolutely. Excellent. Thanks. And it's uh, Jennifer Cram approved. Yes. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, listen. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a minute. We're going to eat our cookies. <laughs> we'll return. And we'll have more entertainment for you after we get our treats. Stay with us. Hey, want to hang out with your favorite MMR DJs? Check out the events and appearances page at WMMR.com. Come say hello. Plus, you might even win some cool prizes we snuck out of the building. WMMR.com's got all the where, whens, and what they're giving away. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. 
Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I'm wondering when that uh, over tractor trailer uh, tractor trailer happened because I drove by it at, uh, I go through the county tolls right about 4.30 every morning. Yeah. And uh, they had already, it was, I, I they had already had all the flares set up. They were like, there were 30 flares set up. All the stuff was closed off. So it had been there for a while. By yeah, the time yeah, yeah. I got there at 4.30 this morning. But I'm telling you, I've never seen anything quite like it. It was, it was a two uh, trailer rig flipped completely on its side and i'm like that is going to be a major pain and they're still (laughs) not even uh, you know able to clear that out of there as of now so that's it's a a nightmare and then obviously you you have to pull over and and see if anything's fallen out that you could take Uh, right of course yeah Yeah, that that is the rule right yeah once it falls out on the road it's up for grabs no but (laughs) Once we know that the driver's okay, I was wondering. I'm like, yeah. what? Like, oh, this is all. I'm thinking of like Amazon orders that say your package has been delayed. And yeah. like, me as a consumer, I get annoyed. I'm like, well, why is it delayed? Right. Well, you think about it. Did the, did the, the driver room. survive? Yeah. 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 I, I'd be wild to be in the cab of a truck, like yeah. sitting up that high yeah. mm-hmm. as it falls over on its side. Yeah. Would be terrifying. Yeah, it did. It, it, the the cab didn't look too beat up or anything like that. Thankfully, so I have, I have a feeling the guy was okay. Was it on a turn? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was uh, right at that Norristown exit. Okay. Uh, so right like by af- the right right by the uh, the Metroplex. Okay. So like ab- the, so he came probably came through the toll. Yeah. And then it and curves then making a turn. The, yeah. And it curve. was wet this morning. Yeah. So yeah. The, those are all the elements. I keep yep. a metal straw in case I have to do a tracheotomy. Oh God! You never know. You never cool. know. Yeah. And I've seen it on television. You need to get a metal straw that has a sharpened point on the end of it. That way you can just. Pop it right into their throat. That's why your name's first. (laughs) Hey, speaking of that area, Plymouth Meeting, uh, they caught the bear. (laughs) They caught the bear. They caught the bear. Yeah. Dog the bear. Dog the bear. The black bear that was running around uh, the Plymouth Meeting Mall in that general area. Uh, They got him. Dog the bear. And they, uh, wait, one more time, please. Dog the bear. Dog the bear. (laughs) Uh, Holy 
Holy no way. Yeah, holy no, no way. way. Yeah, they uh, they caught him on, on Friday. No way. Yeah, they, yeah, for real, they did. No way. Uh, for real. Holy no way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> uh, the Pennsylvania Game Commission got him on Did Friday. Did they do no the way. thing yeah. where... For real, man. Where he was sleeping no in the way. tree, and then they drank him out of the tree. No, and he fought. They, I, will tell you, I will tell you how they did it. They okay. used they used a cylindrical contraption that looks like a, basically a giant beer can or something, and they loaded it with donuts. This is a that's very they did it. common way of catching, um, you know, a, an animal like that, like donuts? a bear. And they put sweets in, yes. Uh-huh. Casey, they didn't tranquilize him, and I found the reason they did not tranquilize him very interesting. Why would you think that they would not tranquilize the bear? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So that if they return him into the wild, a hunter can kill him and eat him instead of uh, because oh. there's 30 days. Okay. Uh, that after they've been tranquilized, that they have to wait through before the meat is safe for consumption. Quick question. Oh. Have you, the concept of, have you ever had bear yeah. meat? No. Bear chili. Really? Bear uh-huh. chili. Yeah, so I, I went to are. school in the central part of the state, and a lot of my friends uh, were hunters. And uh, I have two hunting stories about bears. Okay. The first is um, this one guy uh, hunted a black bear, killed it, uh, chopped it up, and we had chili. It was delicious. The second is another one of the guys uh, killed a 600-pound male black bear in the middle of uh, a hunting game in north central PA and was not able to get it out of the woods because yeah. of how, how he was About he was miles one. away from wow. anything. And he six hundred pounds. Sometimes you'll take you know an ATV out and you know where you're right. going to go hunting for the purpose of dragging that carcass back out. And he started um, to skin it to you know to do the thing you need to do. Field dress it. Field dress it. Thanks. And um, no way. It was so heavy and so uh, unwieldy that he could not get it out of the woods. I believe that. Oh, I mean, at a certain point, if you are well into the woods and you have yeah. six, uh, yeah. I don't care. Even with the skin off, it's going to weigh. Yeah, a lot. but why not like? Have have some sort of a uh, collapsible uh, tractor. Well, not ca- not tractor, but cart of some sort. I mean, you can Your get cart. some wheels and uh, uh, yes, that would make sense. Something on the on the order of a uh, yeah. What are you or, laughing at over there? Yeah, because your bear cart. Your bear, <laughs> yeah, standard bear. You your idea. Yeah. I thought it was. You got funny. one for the beach. You got yeah, your bear right? cart. Yeah, you just convert the one you use for the beach to bring your uh, your stuff out. Yeah, for hunting and, season. And a bear cart. Hunting mm-hmm. season, it's a bear cart. Or beach season, it's a beach. Preston. Cart. Couple of tanks of helium, balloons. Ah, oh, yeah, float them out. <laughs> it's, oh, no. it's all. It, it will work. Yeah, no way. It yeah. will work. <laughs> that guy doesn't believe anything. No, he's very uh, uh, disenchanted with the whole thing. So you're saying you take uh, you take some type of a collapsible? What what do they call it? What is the thing you fashion if someone injures themselves and you can uh, drag them out, Nick? You a hospital. Know. No, <laughs> a stretcher. It's uh, you drag it. Uh, yes, you know what I'm talking in about. Fact, when they had to get, um, that's uh, what I'm saying. Bring wheels so you don't have to drag it. No, no, but they. they it's an actual. Uh, you've seen it in countless survival stories where it it's basically looks like a stretcher. Yeah, it's got but a it's name. modified. It's probably called a stretcher. Yeah. Uh, uh, but there, there's a something, a, a device that you can, you Let's, know, using limbs and things like that that you can create to uh, to drag someone out if they're if you don't have the capability to lift and carry them. Well, you know, I forgot what it's called. If you watch Gilligan's Island, they were able to make yeah. a, a car. They, yeah, which is cr- at LA Coconut. 
Um, Casey, there's a deer cart. Uh, Nick just pulled up a uh, product. Yeah, but you can't okay. put a bear in a deer cart. No. <laughs> it's, it's considered bad taste. Yeah, yeah that's bad cricket. Yeah. Um, I was, Stephen, I know you like tactical stuff. So I, I saw do. this thing ended up on my Instagram feed. It looked like, it. Uh, how flammable is a bear? <laughs> how flammable? Well, a lot of people will start their backyard barbecues with a bear. <laughs> Like they're Chuck another bear on the fuck. Uh, I, I assume they're not incredibly flammable. All right, because you probably have to use some sort of accelerant. I don't yeah. think anyone has ever asked that question before. Yeah, how flammable is a bear? I will guarantee yeah. you that okay. Native Americans ask that very same question. Yeah, but That's, not in English. No. 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 What is, uh, what, 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 why? Well, because <laughs> I thought, so you have bear spray, which is, you know, just mace that shoots a little bit further away. But like, you want, you want to get rid of the propane heating at home, don't you? No. Oh, you. No, but I wasn't sure if there was like some sort of anybody. You guys are all watching Loki. If there was like some sort of like prod that you could use that could actually could like fire out like a fireball, which could do one of two things: scare the crap out of the bear and run away, as, or right, or set the bear on fire. Set the bear on fire, which is a problem. How did this forest fire start? <laughs> Well, it was a flaming bear. <laughs> two, fla- way, two flaming bears and a white Russian. <laughs> <laughs> to back up, the thing the thing that I was talking about creating is called a litter. A litter. That's what it's called. A right. Yes. So um, the, the bear gets in this big box and takes a dump. Right. And then you use a full-size snow shovel to scoop it. <laughs> uh, it's also called a travois, uh, or someone says it's called a Stokes basket, too. So there are and varieties. And a Bajmir. But a litter is what I've, uh, what I've heard before. So I asked that question, how flammable is a bear? And it yes. had me thinking about something I was... What other animals you could light? Wow, I was going to propose this to you guys last (laughs) night. Most flammable animals in the wild. Oh, stay away from porcupines. They go... (laughs) That thing's a tinderbox. I don't know. Porcupines, I feel like, are not as flammable. Just rub them... Just strike a porcupine against... What's, what do you think? Uh, do you think a lamb? Lamb's got to be pretty flammable, well, right? That wool? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's flammable. Yeah. Lamb. <laughs> Although right? lambable. Flammable. And bulls yeah. are flammable. Although sheep, they, they do also produce uh, lanolin, uh, oh. which keeps that wool kind of right. um, greasy. Good so it might not, unless it's flammable lanolin. Uh, <laughs> flammable Which is flammable the worst kind of lanolin. That's the name of my punk band. Flammable lanolin. <laughs> flammable lanolin. All right. How effective would fighting a bear with a flamethrower? Wait, the, the bear has a flamethrower? No. That's impossible. You have the flamethrower. Oh, you have the flamethrower. Like most of the bears are afraid of fire. Well, that stands to reason. There is a Reddit thread. What yeah. is the most flammable animal? Oh, here we go. <laughs> okay. And, so uh, apparently, Casey, and this actually has a little bit of merit to it, a cow which produces a lot of methane, well, there you go. might be flammable. Oh, yeah. they'll just explode, right? Yep. yep. Okay. If, if, you're if, saying if you were to take a, like a, a torch. There you go. If lit at the right moment no around way. a cow, mm-hmm. they would explode. Uh, All maybe. right. Uh, let's see. Seals and whales, because of a lot of the fat, they well, burn whale uh, yes. lumber, right? The lanterns were, yeah. you know, it was, it was a big part of why the whaling industry existed. Yeah. I, I'm wondering about the fur, because you, if, if a person whales don't gets, have fur. If, if, they're, if a person gets their uh, hair caught on fire, it just goes <laughs> up like that. Like, is it? Is animal fur, or is there any animal fur that is like that? 
I would assume yes. Some some kind that similar. I told you guys this story about the lady I was smack. I had to smack in the back of the head during a concert because somebody got their cigarette caught in her hair, and oh, she yeah. had no idea she that was... her hair was on fire. Yeah, that's and right. It was the only thing I could do. Yeah, you did the right thing, <laughs> and then she turned around and was all pissed off. Right? Yeah, I was like, "You're on fire." It could be c- very confusing you are so hot. <laughs> if that happens because someone's hitting you, and you turn around, and they tell you your hair is on fire, and then you have to determine whether or not that was a joke or not. Or of course, you can. <laughs> smell it because there's almost there's very few things that are as putrid as burning human hair. It's a horrible smell. Yeah. Do you ever do the kick a guy in the nuts and say there was a bee? <laughs> I've never done that, but I'll try it. <laughs> Dude, why did you do that? There's a bee on your nuts. No way. Holy no way. Holy no way. No way. No, there was. No. Um, no way. What is this, Nick? Uh, so there are ants that self, uh, that explode. Yes. Uh, they are called, um... I oh, mean, I lost it. They're a Southeast, Southeast Asian type of ant. They can explode at their nests to protect it from an intruder. So it's, it says some insects in, explode altruistically. So they're, oh. they're giving up themselves to protect the colony. This, this, they're like suicide. This ants. Wikipedia page, is this Wikipedia? Yeah. Uh, are about animals that explode. And let me tell you why cows, here's an example of a cow exploding. In January 1932, an Australian newspaper reported an incident where a dairy cow was partially blown up and killed on a farm. The cow had reputedly picked up a detonator in her mouth. <laughs> well, there you go. While grazing in a paddock. paddock. And this was only triggered uh, later when the cow began to chew her cud at a time when she was in the process of being milked. The cow had its head blown off by the resulting explosion. <laughs> the farmer milking the cow yeah, was, okay, Bessie. was knocked unconscious. Wow. Okay. Wow. That is that is an amazing story. That's got to be the ultimate freak accident. Why isn't that a movie? Wow. Man, there were, were explosive rats used in war. Really? They, yeah, the, so the British would put, oh my God. This you pull is, the tail out and throw it. Steve, they would put explosives inside of a rat, the British yeah. would, and, and to be used against the Germans, rat carcasses were filled with plastic explosives <laughs> and distributed near German boiler rooms. Oh my God. Oh, where they would be disposed of by burning. Yeah. Know? So they, they would leave them dead, and then they would think they're going to get rid of them by burning them, maybe throwing them in the boiler, and I don't know. Probably. And then boom, right? incinerating them. That's kind of interesting. It's a fun novelty item. And that yeah. exploding rat. It's like a can full of snakes exploding rats. Wow. Hmm. Case, you started this conversation. What are you looking up over there? Uh, it says, my cat jumped next to a candle and its fur caught immediately. Oh. Uh, she was surprised when my mom swatted the flames out. So I guess cat fur goes right up. Okay. Hmm. I imagine a lot of animals' hair burns fairly So quickly. the idea would be you would be able to, to uh, <clears throat> chase a bear with a, a some sort of flame apparatus. I would, like no, original? I wouldn't chase a bear. But if I were being I'd chased, one. <laughs> but but if I were being chased by a bear and I had no other choice, right? Um, I also had another thought: throw a bomb rat at him. If I was being attacked by a bear or like a cougar or something like that, um, what about just shoving your hand down their throat <laughs> so that they choke to death? Would would that work? Thank you. <laughs> well. I've heard that if, say, you have a uh, a dog that is, like, latched onto your arm mm-hmm. or something like that, rather than try to pull away, push you off. should push the forward bear. into the, the dog's mouth to right. maybe... It- Make it open its mouth more, right? Right, and that, or or maybe even cause him to gag a little bit or something like that, and you can get out. So maybe there's truth to shoving your arm down a cougar's throat, <laughs> or kick it in the balls. Yeah. yeah, I would say that there is a whole series. I forget what channel had it, but it was about surviving 
Animal, animal attacks. attacks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. when animals attack. All right. Uh, so anyhow, yes, uh, the the bear, the black bear in Plymouth meeting. The bear. They caught it with Boston creams. No way. Thursday night, and uh, they said this was important to staff try not to tranquilize bears during hunting season, which would mean the meat couldn't be consumed for 30 days. That's wild. The bear was transported to State Game Lands 211, which spans Dauphin, Lebanon, and Schuylkill counties on Friday afternoon. Uh, the land includes thousands of acres that are managed by the Pennsylvania Game. Game Commission and are open for hunting and trapping. Huh. Uh, so the bear is, he's, they, they put him in the danger zone, unfortunately. Well, uh, but, you know, it is what it is. And, well, part of the reason I guess they, they do have the hunting season is because of the, the bear population. The population yeah. and, and our population. Unfortunately, we're kind of overtaking their population, but um, the safety lies with the humans. Are they solitary animals? I mean, uh, I believe so. For the most yeah. I mean, part, when they're they not. Grizzly bears and a Kodiak. Well, grizzly bears are Kodiak or not. What about black bears? Okay, I was going to say when they're raising their young, they're uh, they're right. familial, but I think they eventually become solitary. But okay. maybe it varies from you ever uh, see a, breed a, to breed. I don't know. A school of bear? No. <laughs> Thundering on the plains. What, yeah. do they, what do they do? What do they call a group of bears? A gherkin. Oh, so a gherkin a bear? <laughs> yeah, you don't see gherkins a bear very much. Maybe it depends on what kind of bear. Because bears right are on. solitary by nature, except when in family groups or get-togethers. They often like square dancing and no, others... it doesn't say that. <laughs> except when the family groups of mothers and cubs are in pairs during the mating season. But they're yeah, they're solitary. So there was a um, there was an email that went out to my HOA because apparently the um, the deer population has been growing quite a bit, and so well, just don't don't let them buy in that area. Well, there's nothing I can do about it, but they. Uh, uh, the question was whether or not we would be okay with them culling okay. uh, the deer, and I voted no. And I think it was like one vote per household. Uh, and I was talking to somebody else about it, um, but they were all for it. You know, and I'm like, so what? What are the, uh, there? Are, there, there are legitimate ramifications to having you know, and the 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 deer population itself will yeah starve. Mm-hmm. You know, and and uh, I, I I don't know all the specifics, or I don't want to suggest I have any sort of authority. On on this issue, but but it it a lot of times when it's it's done, it seems for yeah, I mean, good reasons. Listen, hunting is regulated yeah. for a reason. They, yeah. they they try to keep an eye on the numbers, and uh, they do it they do it so that there's not a, a, unneeded suffering for the uh, for the for the animals, uh, and also for those who enjoy the uh, uh, the sport and uh, and also the sustenance that they might get from killing. You know, so there's a, there's a reason behind it all. Yeah, I think when they when they do this calling, they end up giving the meat to like uh, the bears. Well, no, 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 like soup kitchens and stuff like that. Sure, sure. Right. probably that's what they do with the exploding rats. They give those to, yeah, uh, like, soup, soup kitchens. kitchens. <laughs> Man, that's good exploding rat. <laughs> what did you put in that? C4. Uh, so, Pennsylvania Game Commission, uh, let's see, uh, the bear, which wasn't processed. Is this so hand-shucked rat? <laughs> so, the Game Commission doesn't know what gender it is, uh, was taken to an area near Hershey, Pennsylvania. Ah, sweetest place on earth. Right. Oh, the Hershey Bears. A bear would love that. Hershey yeah. Bears. Oh, yeah. Hey. There you go. How about that? Uh, in a video provided by the Game Commission, a staff member opened the doors of to the donut trap, and the bear bolted into the woods. I'm and so, free. So he's uh, he's gone. But he did take a swim around here. Kind of uh-huh. got used to the area. Really? Yeah. Again, I say this, and they look they they look cute. They will slice and dice you nine different <laughs> yeah. ways, yeah. but they do look adorable. By the way, speaking of sweet stuff like uh, donuts, today, October 30th, is uh, National Candy Corn Day. So uh, this juxtaposed, I agree with you, by the way, (laughs) juxtaposed right to um, Halloween. So, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I'm not a candy corn guy. Are you? 
No. Uh, when I was a kid, I loved it. And yeah. now I eat one or two of them and you go, yeah. It's, mm. it's, like, uh, it's not, it's not pref- preferred. And what is the, the purpose? Is it supposed to mimic the color pattern of actual Have you ever yeah, seen them corn? like stacked on top of each other? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if you take Will them. Will it look like corn? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, now I see. Uh, oh, my God. I never knew that. I never knew that. I yeah. never no. knew that. So the candy I hate actually has a merit. <laughs> yeah, it looks like corn. Uh, in late 1800s, here's the guy who uh, invented it. Uh, George Renninger of uh, Wonderly Candy Company created it. Uh, his uh, sweet treat represented the bright colors of corn kernels. Originally, candy corn was yellow, orange, and white. However, it wasn't until 1889 <clears throat> that the Gottlitz Candy Company made the candy popular. Later, other candy makers developed a variety of popular colors and flavors as well. Uh, the original confection was made by hand uh, using corn syrup, sugar, water, marshmallows, fondant, and Ooh, I don't uh, like the fondant carn- carnauba wax. Carnauba wax, I guess I say that, which is a max weight from uh, a wax made from the leaves of palm trees. So, uh, uh, is that canuba? Is that like canuba oil? It's or is it carnauba? Car- carnauba. Okay. C-A-R-N-A-U-B-A. Huh. Okay. Uh, th- one of my issues with candy corn is that it's too sweet. Very sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty much just not, straight I, I, up sugar. I want something more natural like uh, circus peanuts. Yeah. Right. Mm. Uh, no, but it's uh, corn syrup, sugar, water, marshmallows, fondant, and, uh, and the wax. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, yeah, there are people that stand... Firmly with candy corn and how awesome it is, and others who absolutely detest it. I think I'm in the middle of the road. I, I yeah. used to like uh, defend it, and now I just don't care anymore. Um, but it's—I don't hate it. I, I, you know, and if there's a bowl of it right in front of me, I'll, I'll have some yeah. of that. They're okay. Delicious. I mean, they're not, that's, I won't try to regulate against it. Given right. all the better things out that's, there, that's I don't, where I stand. I don't really consider it. I'm not going to waste a lot of time on candy corn, but if yeah. it's the only sweet in front of me, I'll, I'll choose it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's some of those older things like Steve had mentioned, circus peanuts, and, and that all kind of rank in this category. <laughs> there was a time where I really did like circus peanuts. I loved them as a Oh, kid. did you? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. What about those little orange slices? Uh, oh, I hate yeah, them. No, uh, I orange them jellies, yeah. yeah. The orange jellies that yeah. are totally sugar-coated. <laughs> yeah, that Because there's not enough sugar. That all uh, was... A lot of those you would find at the Brock's... Yeah! Uh, candy... Brock's... Uh, you know, yeah, they had containers that we can scoop out and, yeah. and make little bags those of little, them. Yeah, those little uh, candy there, there was shops. Also, a now I don't remember what it was called, but it would have been in the same area as these Brock's candies. Um, they were kind of tan in color, Steve, and you would look at them and think they were like it's an old person, yeah, type of candy, like a butterscotch. It's not butterscotch, but it was it, they were they were uh, they weren't chocolate either, but they were. Like a, a light tan, almost like a mocha, or like not, a Mary Jane bar. No, it's what? It, no, they weren't covered or anything How were they like packaged? that. It was loose. They weren't packaged. They were loose. Oh. Huh? Um, and consistent. Like your mom. They were loose, like your mother. Man, I wish I remembered what those were. Huh? They were chewy candies. Yeah, not like uh, not like chewy, like jellies and stuff like that. Right, like a hard, like a caramel. Yeah. But but little less. God, I'm like a bit of honey. It's not that chewy. Like a Mary Jane. I already said Mary no. Jane. Too much. Too much. Like a Mary Jane though. Getting closer. Shut up. Steve already said Mary Jane. I know. <laughs> Forget it. Somebody's gonna have to call in yeah. or text and 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 help me out with that. But anyhow, those were old. That all ranked. Candy those, corn ranked in that. 
that realm. Brock's, Russell uh, Stover, uh, Whitman's, all those uh, uh, yeah. candy samplers you would find at um, you know the drugstore. Yeah. Exactly. That you get in for a last minute gift. Man, I totally so I've been uh Is that it? No, there's not it. They're not they're not wrapped. They're not individual, they're loose. Huh. Anyway, like your mother. Like your mom. <laughs> uh so I've been eating really well for the past, you know, month and a half or something like that. And I've stayed away from sweets and things like that. Well, my best friend is in town, so did that go to hell? That all goes out the window. And I've been uh, I've been indulging a little bit more. And man, once you start to, it's a slippery slope. It, it, it is hard. It feeds itself. It, it really does. It causes you to crave that more, the sweet stuff. <clears throat> so you know I, I mean? had a recent lapse. I've been doing the intermittent fasting. And, and then it took my wife's brownies to send me down a, uh, uh, basically, so I, I literally woke up in an alleyway after giving Two hobos hand jobs. Okay. I think I think there's something biological happening because we're entering into the cold season. So, you know, much like the fat bear season, right. I think that yeah. there's fat human season. And Maybe. I think, yeah, I think that there's just something uh, inane uh, about us that causes us to innate. Yeah, innate or innate. Not innate. <laughs> what did I say? Inane. Okay, innate. Yep, in, innate about us. Yes, yeah. I, I would. I could see the merit in that. Yeah, and maybe there's something. Yeah. as humans, we need to fatten up around this time. Yeah. And also, if you're if you're if you're generating body heat, are you not? You're you're burning calories, so mm. you are. Your your body requires a whole tray of brownies. Somebody texted <laughs> in about uh, sugar babies. Sugar babies. It's those are like like jelly bean size. Imagine one that's like uh, bigger than that. Like, I'm trying. Uh, I'm sure. Preston, I'm sure I've seen it, it. Is it the uh, was it peanut shaped like marshmallow candy? No, that's that's circus peanuts. Oh. And those are orange. God damn it! I'll find it. But thank you, Kathy. I appreciate you. We can put up. a man on the moon, and we can't figure this out. Mm. All right, but anyway, it's National Candy Corn Day. If you're interested, uh, speaking of of food, though, and edible, uh, not edibles. And we're not going to talk about edibles here. <laughs> that was my whole weekend. Um, oh no. wait, wait, is that it? Nope, that's not that. Son of a bitch. That's a licorice candy stick. stick. No, that's not it. I'll find it. It's spelled licorice. Where to weird. I'll find it. It's spelled like liquor, like it's uh, the booze. bear way. Yeah. And instead of L I C O R. Mm. Yeah. It's odd. So it's not caramel creams, right? Uh, wait a minute. <gasps> caramel creams? Yeah. <gasps> what do those look like? Well, they're tan, but they got a little white center. A little white spot? Like a cow tail? Like, no. Cow tails are just long caramel creams. Are they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. No, but those would have been in the same area. Are they caramel creams? No, are Ooh. they Getz's caramel creams? No. And caramel creams were individually wrapped. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you can buy like yeah. a million packages. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I have a different um, food thing. This is... Uh, no way. Uh, this is, I meant to put this in the connoisseur last week, but I didn't have time to do it. Um, there's a restaurant in Georgia. Uh, that is now getting some national attention uh, because it is charging a fee to customers for bad parenting. <laughs> and, a, and a good amount, too. So it's called the uh, Toco Riverside Restaurant. Toco. Uh, in the Blue Ridge Mountains. I guess that's how you pronounce it. It's T-O-C-C-O-A. That's how I'd say Toco. Um, so anyhow, uh, it reads, Adults... Adult surcharge for adults unable to parent. Um, and... There are people who are posting online about this, and uh, somebody wrote uh, from a week ago, if you have children, absolutely avoid this place at all cost. Holy moly. Holy mama. Holy. Holy no holy way. No way. The, uh, holy no way. Holy no way. Uh, no way. The, 
No way. The most disrespectful owner made a huge scene in front of the entire restaurant because our children were running, quote, running through the restaurant. Uh, she said they were down by the river, but we were told we need to go. Oh. Uh, we need to go to Burger King and Walmart and that we were bad parents. Uh, and they have a $50 surcharge for bad oh, parenting. no way. Yeah. No way. For real. No way. Uh, they As said, judged by who? The oh. owners. Okay. Uh, they said, we are a group of 21 and our server was amazing and was overly apologetic. Terrible business practice. We'll never be back. So the, the, the clear thing is they're trying to appeal to patrons with our children, correct? Yeah. And yeah. that's and so they're advertising to those people come here if you don't like children, yeah. or, or right? I mean, yeah, that, that's, probably that's the sales point. Like, yeah, we can go because there because we don't have to worry about what imbeciles. It can't. Is it clearly posted when you walk in? I don't know. I mean, that you you couldn't just whip that on someone. Oh, by the way, the we have a big t- nose tax here. It's on its menu. It says uh, okay. the, the, there's a warning right on the menu. So there are some restaurants. I, I have one specifically in mind. And I'm not going to name it because I don't know if the owner, um, I know that he's done this purposely, but I don't know that he um, publicly puts it out there. But he designed his restaurant, his menu, his tables and chairs, everything in the restaurant to not accommodate children. Okay. So kids can come. He won't turn them away. But everything about the restaurants No are, chicken fingers on the menu? There's nothing you, like what, that. What are some of the other subtleties that he employs well, to dissuade so, children from coming? So tables and chairs. They're, right. They're, there are none. <laughs> there are none. No, they're just not um, they're just not for, for a child. Right. Um, one of the places has all high tops, so you really wouldn't bring right. a kid. There's no such, no high chairs, nothing like that in any of the restaurants. But um, they told me that it was done specifically for that. They're not going to turn a child away, but it's they're not going to make it easy for parents to bring them. Yeah. So. Would you, so we, obviously you all have, have kids. I, I'm not, I have no problem. You know, my wife and I don't, but we, eating in a restaurant with kids, it, it, it all comes down to keeping the kids well behaved. Yeah, I've and, never had an issue where I was like, oh my God, these people need to get a control of their children. Now, and I, they need to be charged $50. Uh, uh, but I'm also pretty lenient when it comes to that stuff. So I think more so if, if a kid is rambunctious and out of control, my heart goes out to the parents. I've been the embarrassed yeah. parent. Yeah. I mean, it didn't happen oh, often yeah. when Ben was young, but like every now and then, and like, you know, uh, there were there were a few meltdowns where you're like, we we have to go. We have to wrap up. We have to get the kid out of here. Yep. Or, and, and then the um, mess that was made underneath the table, underneath the chair, like that was embarrassing. And you overtipped the, the server. Yes. You, you apologize, you know, profusely. To the people around. My, my exactly. inclination, Nick, in a case like that is I feel bad for the parents. Exactly. Especially if they're, I'm, if they're, I'm sorry, uh, uh, I would not want to be in that situation. I get it. But you can't just not address it at all yeah. and let, you know, uh, the kids run around like lunatics. I'm yeah. more interested in like a uh, an adult uh, adults only like resort, you know, and I don't mean like a sexually. <laughs> I mean just like no kids at the resort, you know. Yeah, they, have, they have a lot of. Them. I know, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like I don't care so much about restaurants, but if I'm going to go on vacation somewhere, I'd like to be a place where right. kids aren't sometimes. Yeah, I was we, at a resort where there was um, actually an adult area, so they had a whole yeah. um, like square of rooms, and all of those pools and that bar and that restaurant were adult only. I went to a, a place in Turks and Caicos that was. There were no, it was for adults. Yes. It wasn't a porn place. It was nice. Just, yeah, no, no kids. But you guys know that you've, you've probably seen the parents who don't 
really put any yes. effort into wrangling the kids and yeah. what's going on. And they're running around the, the, the restaurant and, and not staying at their table and getting into other people's business and, you know, the screaming and yelling and stuff like that. Now, if you have a baby uh, that is uh, that is just being loud, because sometimes maybe, and it's not always crying. Sometimes they're just happy and yeah. they're making all kinds of giddy noises and stuff like that. Um, I, I'm a little more tolerant with that um, because there's only so much you can do with a child that's at age. It's a toddler. Take them outside maybe and, and let them cool off a little Good bit out there. And check things out. Well, no, just let them be in a different environment for a moment or two. It can kind of change things up a little bit. But, um, yeah, I have seen parents where I'm like, okay, come on. Do something with the girl. Yeah. Do something. Destroying it, the meal for everyone. Effort in. So uh, they don't put up with it at this particular restaurant. 50 bucks. Yeah, according uh, to this particular patron, the owner came out and told me that uh, he was adding $50 to my bill because of my children's behavior. My kids watched a tablet until the food arrived, ate their food, and my wife took them outside while I waited and paid the bill. Uh, and it says, disappointed by the experience. So this one sounds like they didn't feel that their kids were doing anything wrong. Right, right. And it could be a little, uh, obviously it's arbitrary. It depends on whether they believe the kids are unruly or not. Yeah. Right? I guess so. Or is there like a decibel yeah, meter? That doesn't, that doesn't seem like that would be chargeable. You know what I mean? I think you should have to poll the, everyone in the restaurant and see if they've meet, met the threshold. That's a pretty good right? idea. Yeah, vote now. Have a right. little signaling. Have a little buttons. trial. Yeah. Yeah, State at, your case. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the restaurant, right. our children are young and verbose. But it's pretty ballsy for them to uh, yeah. to enact this type of thing. And I guess they don't care about return business or not. They're looking for this kind of publicity. Yeah. So yeah. that everyone goes, well, I don't want to eat with kids, so I'm going to go eat at the, uh, yeah. what, what is it? Uh, I forgot taco. what it was called. Toco. The Tuki. Taco. <laughs> the Toco Riverside Restaurant. All Somebody right. text in how to say that right? thought they did. I don't know. Yeah. Tacoa? Uh, Tacoa? All right, oh, that makes boy. sense. Uh, uh, hang on. Mike's on the line. Mike, good morning. Hey, good morning to you. What's up, buddy? Hey, uh, my buddy and I, um, his wife was working 12s on Friday. We used to call it guys night out. His kids are in college now, but we always tease him about it now. That they were super little. We'd go to the noisiest damn place, pin him in a booth. <laughs> Be wearing like ice cream on my shirt and ranch dip all over me, and several times before the food even arrived, it's like he, he had to grab those kids and go, "Hey," and I'd be like, "Yeah, I know." And the server would come back and they'd hand him my credit card and go, "Hey, can you take the? Can you bag that so we can get the help so I can meet my friends?" It's just the kids. And I'm a bachelor, so I can't get it. So yeah, you 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 would subscribe to this notion of of, of penalizing people for not controlling it. Well, that's a tough one. I mean, like if you're going to like a fancy, again, I'm in a chili, so I mean, it's pretty pretty. <laughs> yeah, loud. you know what you're getting into. Yeah, 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 right. But so, it, so we're intentionally going to the noisiest place we can possibly yeah. go to because you know we know his kids. Yeah, you know, and we pin him in a booth, and it's going to be a mess. Yeah. And no, you. you, you Third, we're going. Hey, we tip well. Yeah, no, yeah. you're doing the right thing. Uh, listen, that that kind of place is meant for a yeah. family where you where you're going to have noisy kids or whatever, and that that's absolutely fine. And if you take care of your waiter or waitress, and and you 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 sort of apologize to the people around you, I don't see there being an issue. Nah, thanks, Mike. Appreciate it, man. But yeah, it does depend on where you're going, where right, you, where, right. you, where you are daring. <laughs> 
Oh, to take them. Five-star French yeah. restaurant. Yeah. Uh, but these guys are charging 50 bucks, so keep that in mind if you're headed to Tacoa or wherever it is. All right, yeah. we're going to break. We're going to come back in a second. Some Bizarre File stories are what is around the corner. And we'll be along with that shortly, so stay with us. Preston and Steve's 26th annual Camp Out for Hunger, supporting Phil Abundance, starting November 13th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. All week, live from the Beambo Bakery's USA broadcast tent. Hey gang, we'd love to see you, so stop out with your donations and say hey. There are daily individual donor prizes, plus some cool Camp Out swag too. And grab a free cup of morning coffee, thanks to Duncan. Easy drop-off is available all week at the Camp Out site. Powered by NRG. Or make a cash donation on-site at the Acme Markets tent. Or at the register of your local Acme store. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. From 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Made possible by Event Quip, Comcast Business, Skelly's Amusements, Indre Recording and Production, Precision Solutions, and Pepsi. Let us do the Bizarre Fala game. Bizarre. WMMR. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you by the Bates Motel and Haunted Attraction in Glen Mills. It's the number one rated haunted attraction in America. Open now through Halloween. Mm. Uh, you can get tickets and reserve your time now at BatesMotel.com. We'll start with a local story. This happened a few days ago, but Haverford Police initially reported the two suspects were in custody following a Thursday morning robbery at the Santander Bank on Township Line Road in the Quarry Center. Bank security observed vehicle drive through the parking lot with an elderly white female in the front passenger seat. As police entered the parking lot, the vehicle fled at a high rate of speed. Uh, The vehicle, a gray Mitsubishi, was stopped, and its driver, Glenn Allen uh, Makshevsky, was positively identified as a bank robber and was taken into custody. The vehicle passenger, who was Makshevsky's mother, was also taken into custody, but was later released after the investigation revealed that she was not involved in the bank robbery. The dude took his mom to a bank robbery. She wasn't a part of it, and he's just like... Hey, Ma, hang out for a second. There was a lot of love in the family. Well, they love each other. She got caught up in oh, this man. idiot robbing a bank. Ma, can I rob a bank? Would you mind coming along? Mugshevsky. You shouldn't do that. Was charged with robbery, and she was not. So, come on, man. What happened to all that meth equipment I bought for you? A collision on the Trans-Canada Highway east of Vancouver resulted in an hour-long light show on Thursday night after the crash caused a cargo of fireworks to oh, Wow. Nice. A semi-trailer <laughs> traveling eastbound collided with a pickup truck towing a trailer full of fireworks Wow! that was parked on the side of the road. Uh, the crash, which happened around 10 p.m., caused the fireworks to go off, resulting in flashes and explosions above the highway. Uh, the incident closed the highway for about an hour until the fireworks eventually <laughs> stopped. They had to just wait. Just wait till they run out. Until everything Impressive. stopped. Another car derailed and it was filled with edibles. Oh, my so God. Was- oh! Uh, Ryan Kuhn says that he was on his way uh, rainbow. Oh my God. home when he saw a raging inferno of fireworks. Uh, Kuhn said that uh, vehicles on the highway slowed down or stopped to watch the fireworks. He described as, quote, the best fireworks show I'll ever see. He said it was a bit of mayhem and described the semi-trailer which had caught on fire. The video taken uh, by people at the scene shows fireworks exploding high in the sky above the highway as continuous pops and bangs are heard. One person was taken to the hospital. 
A man from Riverside County has been arrested and charged with 18 felonies in, con- in connection with a theft scheme involving multiple luxury cars. Listen to what this guy did. 25 years old, by the way. <clears throat> um, the owners of several high-end vehicles contacted the auto theft interdetection detail after they were unable to report their cars as stolen. Preliminary investigation revealed the suspect identified as Kendall Clark would fill out paperwork and pay for a one-week rental from a car owner but would not return the vehicles. The cars were later located at dealerships around the country with titles that had been forged or washed by Clark to indicate a change in ownership. So wow. He was forging an ownership and yes. then he would go sell the cars. The total value was more than a million dollars worth of cars. 25 years old. Yep, the vehicles. That's the kind of pluck we need. Which were all returned to the respective owners include a 2022 uh, Chevy Corvette, a 2015 Lamborghini Huracan, a 2021 Jeep Wrangler, 21 Porsche Cayenne, a 17 BMW i8, and a 2020 Lamborghini Urus. Uh, The Clark, who's being held on $250,000 bail, pleaded not guilty in the case. They believe he may have been behind some other thefts as well that they are keeping an eye on. Well, a 200-pound pet pig from Gettysburg, aptly named after actor Kevin Bacon, (laughs) has led his owners and neighbors on a comical chase for nearly two weeks since he escaped from his barn, and he's developing a national following for his hijinks while evading capture. Bacon! Bacon. Where's the bacon? I smell bacon. Uh, Chelsea Rumbaugh and her family adopted the two-year-old spotted uh, Juliana Pig on October 13th. They <laughs> hope to give him a new home and a pen with a few piglets and a duck to keep him company. Uh, but the morning after the Rumbaugh's brought Kevin home, they discovered that he had knocked over a post in their barn and had gone missing. And in, <laughs> instead of properly running away, though, Kevin was alternating between hiding in the woods around the family's property and returning periodically during the day to eat and do his business. Uh, despite Kevin sometimes getting in close range, the family has struggled to chase down the gigantic pig to make him cooperate enough to enter an enclosure. I wonder if the actor has heard of this pig. He has, but he hasn't responded on it All yet, right. from what I understand. As soon as uh, Rumbaugh realized that she was in for an adventure, she decided to make a Facebook page for Kevin Bacon in order to let the community know about the situation and deter hunters from shooting the pig. Don't shoot my pig. Rumbaugh's uh, Bring Kevin Bacon homepage has amassed 1,500 followers since it was created. The page uh, keeps track of Kevin Bacon sightings with updates on various traps and failed strategies to capture thus far. Has he commented on this yet, Nick? No, this is a different pig this- <laughs> He's playing with, yeah. Uh, Rumbaugh explained on Facebook page, Black Bears, Pew Pews. Pew Pews? Honestly, our surrounding neighbors just didn't ask for a pet pig. No way! Uh, Rumbaugh's neighbors have uh, been helping her keep eyes on Kevin's whereabouts and devise a plan to corral him, whether by trap or lure. But Rumbaugh warned her neighbors that if Kevin doesn't submit willingly, he's going to make a scene. Uh, And fans of the Facebook page have made T-shirts for the Gettysburg Kevin (laughs) to help the Rumbaugh family cover for some of the costs of capturing him and building him a spacious new home. You know what they should do? Do a Gettysburg reenactment with just pigs. With pigs. That'd be very interesting, I wouldn't want to see that. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in this morning's Bizarre File for you. All right, we're taking a break. We're coming back in a moment, and we're testing your knowledge of today's program to make sure that you've been listening today with a lesson question. we get some trash music news, too. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Drunk text your ex. Text MMR instead at 39333. Just don't ask us, hey, you up? Because, nah, we're good. Get social with Preston and Steve. 
Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Collectively, getting through a Monday morning together. We'll uh, have our letter of the day along shortly for the Word of the Week prize. You know what else we'll have along shortly? What? Camp out for hunger. Two weeks from today. Two weeks from today. So, make your plans. What day are you going to come see us? What night are you going to come see us? What kind of uh, donation do you think you'll be able to make? All that stuff. We'd love you to be a part of it. And we're trying to have some things there every day to entice uh, anybody and everyone to come by in as big a group or as small a group as possible uh, to donate to the cause. And all the details are available at WMMR.com. This will be our 26th Camp Out for Hunger that we've done. So we've been at it for a number of years. And as many years as we've been at it, we always feel like we're never ready for it. (laughs) But it happens anyway. And it's two weeks from today that we will begin that live broadcast. So be a part of it if you can. Uh, Lesson question for today. We will give away as a prize a $50 Metro Dining card. Metro Diner Dining card, I should say. And uh, let's see. Let's go with this. According to our discussion earlier, what kind of rodent is most flammable? Two one five two six three WMMR. They're like a tinderbox. They just go up like that. What kind of rodent or animal is more most flammable? In the discussion we had just a little while ago, two one five two six three WMMR. If you know the answer, call now. The trash business is a gold mine. WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, some stories while we await your calls. Yes. And what do we got today, Steve? Well, Chris Jenner reflecting on the biggest mistake of her life when she cheated on her then-husband, Robert Kardashian Sr. It has been rumored that Chris cheated with O.J. Simpson, but she denies it, pointing to the fact that she still has her head. Oh, yeah. oh right. my God. In his memoir, John Stamos says when he was a child, he was called Big Nose Stamos, which led him to get a nose job and he started acting. Stamos says regarding cosmetic surgery, he was one and done and then seven more. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Davis! 
Brad Dalen. Ethan and Olivia Plath, stars of the reality show Welcome to Plathville, have announced they have split after five years of marriage. In a joint Instagram post, the couple admitted that the news should not come as a shock to anyone because no one knows who they are. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the question, what kind of rodent is most flammable to 15263-WMMR. We're going to go to Melissa to see if she knows. Good morning, Melissa. Good morning. All right, Melissa, what rodent is most flammable? It is a porcupine. Yes! Melissa, hang on. A $50 Metro Diner dining card. You can visit MetroDiner.com to get yours. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, so a couple stories. We'll start with this. Blink-182's new album, One More Time, debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 with 125,000 equivalent units in the U.S., thanks mostly to traditional album sales. No way! Uh, Blink-182 last earned a number one album with 2016's California, featuring the lineup of Travis Barker, Mark Hoppus, and guitarist and vocalist Matt Skiba instead of Tom DeLonge. And the 2001 pop-punk classic, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Uh, Drake's For All the Dogs remained at number two, followed by the Stones album Hackney Diamonds at number three. Uh, Bad Bunny's latest uh, dropped from number one to number four. And then you had uh, Morgan Wallen's One Thing at a Time rounded out the top five. And speaking of Blink, they played a secret gig at a Long Beach Denny's restaurant on Thursday as they referenced a classic meme. The gig, which comes after the band's co-headlining sets at the When We Were Young Music Festival in Vegas, was teased both in the band's social media and during their sets at the festival. Mark Hoppestong along with Travis Parker played the surprise gig in support of their new album One More Time and the upcoming tour. Uh, They played Anthem Part 3 off their new album for the Diners customers. The impromptu performance paid homage to the legendary 2013 performance by the Houston-based metalcore band uh, Live Without, uh, Live Without, uh, in an abandoned Denny's, and that event became known as the Denny's Grand Slam. Years later, a short video from that set went viral with the lead singer screaming, "What the f up is Denny's? <laughs> what the f up Denny's is in uh, into the microphone." And that phrase became more often shared phrase uh, and meme. So I wasn't familiar with it. Personally. I was not myself, but I, I love the energy behind what they did. Hoppus referenced the meme at the When We Were Young Festival on Sunday as well. We're going to play. We have a little clip of this, Casey. Do we? No. Okay. Uh, Blink-182. Uh, and scared up at Denny's. Me. All right. So anyhow, uh, DeLong had never heard of it at the time. Oh, wait. Here it is. You raised oh. me. So, uh, Hoppus referenced the, it at the When We Were Young Festival, but DeLong had never heard of it at the time. So, he, we're not alone. He didn't know about no, it either. No, good, good. Uh, rumor service. Because I consider myself a hep cat. That uh, Blink was using the Denny's to shoot the music video for Anthem Part 3. Uh, that was the only song that was played at the Denny's gig, by the way. Uh, fan video from the gig showed DeLong interacting with a child actor giving the rumor of a video being made from the gig more weight. 
Uh, the band also sold very limited edition T-shirts emblazoned with the What the F is Up Denny's slogan on the back at the event. I really, really like that new song. One more time. It's really nice. It's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have it, Case. We do. All yeah, right. This is them at the uh, performing at the Denny's. Here we go. Record on somebody's phone. Yeah, of course. So, two things. Yay. I once saw a concert at a diner uh, from Howard Jones. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was part of the gimmick. He was promoting something and did a did a full concert at a diner, which is pretty wild to sit mm-hmm. in a booth and watch Howard Jones. And then also, the second would be a question, what is your Denny's menu item of choice? My Denny's menu item of choice? Uh, biscuits and gravy. Yeah? Oh. Rudy Tootie, fresh and fruity? No. No? Okay. Not no. Moons Over Miami? Yeah. Moons Over Miami's fine, but I always like their biscuits and gravy. All right. The Grand yeah. Slam's pretty good. The Grand Slam good is good. Deal. Yeah. 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 What do you get? Grand, the Grand Slam. Yeah. I think if I'm going to, if I have to be really in a Denny's mode. Yep. With pancakes? <laughs> you know, you raise a good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe I'd throw I those so, in yeah. there as well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're part of it. But yeah. you got to be in the mood. You're right. Yeah. There's so much butter That's on those pancakes. Much. It's mm. delicious. Yeah, but it is really the number one bre- breakfast choice of athletes in training. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the Grand Slam. So, yeah, they, they they played the show, and they did it at a Denny's. So it's pretty legendary for those guys. That's cool. And for all those who were able to make it by. After conquering the worlds of uh, tequila, rum, and craft cocktails, Sammy Hagar is in the beer business now. The veteran rocker and Van Halen alum celebrated his new Red Rocker Lager brand in Detroit this week, home of the Red Rocker Brewing Company that was established specifically to make the new brew. Uh, Hagar said that he had been wanting to make beer for decades since even before he launched Cabo Wabo Tequila during the mid-90s, and he feels Red Rocker is a good fit with his audience. Uh, he The lager is inspired by Mexican beers that Hagar likes and is described in the company's materials as golden, medium-bodied, light, crisp, and refreshing with just a touch of sweetness. Uh, the beer is currently available in parts of Michigan and Wisconsin. Uh, Red Rocker Brewing CEO Eric Schubert says uh, the company has also applied for licenses in, licenses in nine other states and hopes to be in approximately, approximately half of the United States by next summer. So, <laughs> you look at Buffett, you look at Sammy Hagar with their their liquor ventures. Yeah. The, the amount of money generated is staggering. Yeah. What are we going to do about yeah, it? What are yeah. we going to do? Uh, no, they're doing great. So uh, good for him. Uh, after battling a, uh, battling a severe d- a case of pneumonia for several weeks, former L.A. Guns and Wasp drummer Steve Riley died. He was oh. 67 years old. Yeah. Former bandmate Blackie Lawless was devastated and posted on Facebook uh, that his wife Mary Louise and son Cole were by his side in his final moments. Uh, Lawless wrote, uh, Steve spent the past five decades building up a rich music legacy, touring the world countless times, selling millions of records, sharing the stage with incredible bandmates and bringing joy to fans across the globe. His style was unmatched, influenced by the greats like Buddy Rich, Ginger Baker, and John Bonham. 
and his passion for the craft was evident until the very end. He said Steve's greatest legacy was his role as a loving husband and caring father. Godspeed, Steve Riley. So that's sad. Rob Zombie lost his voice, had to cancel a Vegas concert over the weekend due to laryngitis. He apologized to fans on social media. I'm sorry. And explained, <laughs> I am so bummed to announce this, uh, but I have no voice. He said, zero. I've tried sound sound checking, but couldn't get any sound out. Have you ever had full laryngitis? No, yes, I've had... Uh, go ahead. Remember, I had it last yeah. year. Yeah. Last mm-hmm. holiday activities, we had to push it because I com- I couldn't speak. Uh, I've had it rough and, and raw and barely there, uh, but never where I was full on. I am trying to speak, and I just cannot. So I've had it to the... <laughs> to that level yeah years ago years ago and it seemed to go on forever no uh, kidding yeah but um, um that's for a week high school i was in yeah wow but i, I don't know what, but it, yeah it was it lasted for a while sucked uh the planet sucked. planet hollywood show is part of the highly publicized three-day halloween hootenanny with alice cooper so that's uh i'm sure he's bummed out he couldn't make it happen and then finally, Bare Naked Ladies shared a new video in celebration of the 25th anniversary of their number one Billboard hit, One Week. Uh, the, uh, the clip merges a AI technology and is the band's, ex, as they explicitly pointed out, it was engineered by humans. Uh, but it features pop-ups of information and trivia along the video, which I have not seen as of yet. You, see, you remember the VH1 pop-up videos? Pop-up videos is great. God, I love those friggin' things. Yep. It was a um, it was a great idea. Was, yeah. they, they were able to take these videos that have been around for a long time, repurpose them, and have a, a new uh, interest. People got a new interest in them because they were little factoids yeah. came up about everything from extras that were in it to what the director was thinking when they did this or the lyrics that were written about this song or what they people, you know, what the, the uh, artists wanted to do and why they were going. You know, it was really cool. The time has passed. Yeah. I wonder if they do have those in collections. If you could go hunt those down. And find out the old the old pop-up videos? Yeah. Mm. I'll bet you. Yeah, I'm sure YouTube's probably got a bunch <coughs> of them, too. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the entertainment, or I'm not in the entertainment news. That's the music news. We're going to take a break. We were, we're entertained. Come back in a second, and we'll do the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. It's a pretty sweet one, so we'll tell you about it when we get back, so stay there. Steve's 26th annual Camp Out for Hunger. Supporting Phil Abundance. Starting November 13th. Inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. Live from the Beanbow Bakeries USA broadcast tent. Hey gang, we'd love to see you. So stop out with your donations and say hey. There are daily individual donor prizes plus some cool Camp Out swag too. And grab a free cup of morning coffee thanks to Duncan. Donate with our volunteers. Equipped by Stoffer Glove and Safety. And the General Building Contract. Association, Or make a cash donation on-site at the Acme Markets tent or at the register of your local Acme store. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Made possible by IMS Technology Services. A clear alternative water supply. Worth USA. Shapiro Fire Protection. Sling Max Rigging Solutions. And MJ Corp Screen Printing and Sign Shop. Gavin Rossdale of Bush turns 58 years old today. So yeah. we play Machine Head on 93.3 WMMR. It's everything that rocks, of course. So happy birthday, Mr. Rossdale. 
10.33, today being a Monday morning as we are wrapping up our program. We appreciate uh, you hanging out with us, and we will have a letter here in just a second for a word of the week. Probably I'll tell you what that is and what it all entails. Uh, but first, I would like to thank our one and only guest today. We had a lovely young local gal, uh, Jennifer Cram, yes. who is here. Hey. Writer and director of a movie called Sick Girl, which Sick. is available now on uh, all the streaming platforms that will have it. And uh, so you can find it on Amazon Prime, on Apple, on YouTube, blah, blah, blah. But uh, looks cool. And she's local and really, really nice. And we hope that it turns out to be a really big thing. She's a heavy hitter in the casting yeah. um, side of the business. She's uh, you know, a ton of movies and TV shows. Yeah. And there's some cool mo- uh, people in the movie as well. Yes. So, Nina Dobrev, who is from uh, Vampire Diaries. Called Thick Girl. Thick. I'll make sure you so good. take a look uh, when you get a chance. Uh, Sarah Parker hey! is here. What's up, Denny's? She's our sick <laughs> chick. How you, are you doing? I see you brought me some treats uh, this yes. morning. That is. I a- walk over and there is a giant, like piled vertically. There's so much height in these croissants. Like, what is this? For? No, they're they're yeah. they're what they're called meltaways, and they're oh. delicious. Oh, you should yeah. have one right now. I'm yeah. wearing all black, so I don't know how this powdered sugar is going to work out for me. Perhaps <laughs> I'll save work. it uh, until I'm not on camera anymore. You're wearing They're the blood good. drive shirt. Sure am. Which is Preston one of my favorites. Steve. Yeah. Yeah, this is the uh, uh, the Walking Dead uh, version of our Presidency Eve. That one's drive great. Show. That's yeah. a solid one. Yeah, yeah thank yeah. you for wearing that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, it's spooky season. And so then on your hat, is that just a skull? I can't quite make it out. Oh, I got this hat at the Depeche Mode <laughs> concert last week. Ah. Has anyone in this room seen Depeche Mode live? Yes. I have. Yes. It. I'm a changed woman. They're great. Oh, That's oh your first God. time? Yeah. yeah. I've seen them like three or four times. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of glad that I waited this long because they, the whole set just spanned their catalog. Yeah. So yeah. I got the full experience of it. And I didn't know until that show that Anton Corbijn, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, but he's collaborated with Depeche Mode just as much as he's collaborated with U2 with the visuals and the album art and all that oh. stuff. And I was like, aha, uh-huh, this makes sense because I love U2's aesthetic. Right. And the visuals that Depeche Mode had were Incredible. I think nice. it's Corbine. Anton Corbine. Corbine. Yeah, but it's got a J in there. Yeah. But we know him as Anton. Excellent. First name basis. We're buds. Well, cool. So Big A. We've not, anything else in your wardrobe we need to check out? You're just wearing uh, jeans. My, so. my Reebok sneakers. Your Reebok. Okay. I just got these at DSW. <laughs> hey, hey. All right. I like DSW. <laughs> Kathy perked up when I said that. You're wearing a, you nec- know. You're wearing a necklace that's a knife, a dagger. Yes. Okay. I think it says something. Okay. Heartbreaker. That you are. All right, shall we do the letter of the day, though? Let's do it. All right, so let's do this. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... T, as in total. All right, T is in total, and we have a four-pack of tickets for the sold-out Tool concert. Mm. Could have been T as in Tool, too. Uh, Thursday, November 16th, Wells Fargo Center, and uh, we, of course, are going to be at the Camp Out for Hunger right there in the parking lot while that's going on. So, hang on, because Friday you can win those tickets, but keep collecting those letters. Are you in just today? or Just today, okay. yes, Pierre. Right. We'll return tomorrow. All right. Today, you, we've got? got Workforce Blocks starting at noon of the Smashing Pumpkins, U2, and Lincoln Park. You mentioned that it's Gavin Rossdale's birthday, so I'm sure we'll get to some bush at some point, and we'll see what else we can get into. Make okay. sure you text me at 39333. Wonderful. Sarah's going to take good care of you. I want to thank our sponsors, President Steve Show, brought to you today by Duncan, and the President Steve Show runs on Duncan, also brought to you by Meineke for tires, brakes, batteries, exhaust systems, and more. Meineke, you won't pay a lot, but you'll get a lot. Uh, tomorrow's program, uh, we're going to have in-studio 
Paul Mercurio. Our good friend. Always nice to see Paul. And we'll be seeing him on Halloween morning. How about that? We'll have some Halloween discussions tomorrow, too. So that's it. We're done. Rage on. And have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Shopify helps businesses break sales records over the holidays with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.